Man, I gained 10 pounds eating the red and the green M&M's, bro. Yeah. 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 Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like and subscribe and tell a friend and tell a friend about four brothers on this YouTube channel. And tonight, our brother Derek is gone. He's on vacation in Nashville, playing that banjo, looking for Elvis. But tonight, we got one of our favorite dudes, friend to the show, filled in our fellow dark-skinned brother, my man, Damien, Damien, talk to me, brother. How you been, man? I'm been waiting for this moment. I'm not trying to take Derek's spot, but I am trying to take Derek's spot. Stay in Nashville, <laughs> play the banjo. If you find Elvis, snuff him in the face because he stole a lot of black people music. Like we got, we got hit him with one good one. <laughs> I think Welcome, Elvis brother. is dead, Damien. We don't look, look, look. A lot of, lot of conspiracies out there. See, that's what they tell you. They won't yeah. tell you that. Mm. Right. I got to put on my kufi to start talking that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're Israelites tonight. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you something. Since, since Kanye, before we get to everything, since, since the Nike cut off Kyrie Irving, will the Israelites, they love wearing um, black Air Force Ones. Will they give them up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an Israelite, <laughs> so I can't speak for them. But I mean, there's this thing called Black Air Force Energy. <laughs> That's the Israelites, you know. They got I know. It's, it, it's a part of your soul. Like, how do you give that up? Like, it's like cutting off a piece of yourself. <laughs> Violence comes to Air Force One. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I owned a pair when I was younger. Uh, <laughs> talk to me, Rob. What's going on with you, player? Everything is everything. Um, Another uneventful week. Nothing that I can really talk about. Family's good, you know. Um, I did get to work on time two days out of three. You know, his broad name. God damn, yeah. bro, that's progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, too, like, <laughs> the funniest thing is, I remember I walked through the door one of the days, and the guy that is usually there before me, he was like, he looked at me sideways. He said, oh, shit, you you, you working today? I said, yeah. He said, oh, I didn't. He said, well, I thought you used to start at 8.30. I said, no, I started 8, man. So he was confused all this time that I usually start at 8.30, but I started 8. He just got accustomed to me coming right. in. So, so Ronnie, hold on, hold on. They pay you eight for eight. You goddamn right, they do. <laughs> he Yo, get to, he get paid to drive to work. Is that right. is that light skin privilege? <laughs> Listen, no. <laughs> it's called travel time. Uh-huh. They pay me for travel time. Oh, See, God. you guys are getting up extra early, and that's burnt time. I'm not doing that. I'm being. I'm on the clock, and I'm still at the crib. So boom, I, I hit him. Going on, Monique. I hit him on the way, and then um, I get there like around eight thirty ish. But so I got they pay you for the effort, huh? They pay you for the effort. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like like it's like you know a fringe benefit. That's what it's like. Mm. It's, they they know I'm the job whisperer. They know it. They know it. Job whisperer. Yeah, they know I'm the job whisperer. Mm. 
But you know, they actually even offered me um a pretty lucrative um not a position, but like a detail that's coming up. Uh, I haven't given them the answer yet, but um they offered it to me, so I have to give them an answer soon. Does this so, detail involve work? No, D, let me explain something to you. I don't I don't advocate advocate not working. When you right. get there, you should do your job. That's the thing is, you have to do your job because you have to become valuable so you can get away with being late. Mm. Very true. Mm, mm. It's it. hard to fire a motherfucker that is valuable. You flipped it. Totally. Yeah. That's you, a fact. It's like a weapon. It's like a it's like a it's like a ninja mindset type of thing. Like I'm I'm doing like a ninja mind trick on them. So they know that nobody can, you know, break boards like I can break boards. So I hate that. Yeah, that's good. You good. But I'm not advocating for anyone to try this at their job. It may not work for you. But they may not be as light skinned as you are, right? They may not be. May not be. It has nothing to do with being light skinned. It has to do with just being daring, you know. But but you can be more daring when you're light skinned though. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys feel it's a color thing, then I'll let you guys feel it's a color thing. But no, you know, no, we know there's, a, there's another guy. There's another guy at the site that he doesn't know I know about him, but I heard he's doing the same shit. He ain't light skinned. See, see, you know what? Let me tell you something. And I, I, I Rodney is my man, hundred percent. But mm -hmm. I did find out something. I happened to catch Rodney visiting doing an interview on another podcast the other day he's sitting in the same spot the back of that picture got i'll be sure on it that biggie picture <laughs> he turns it over <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something you dawson guys ain't gonna do this today because everything here <laughs> not gonna happen first of all you guys don't talk to the boss like that don't talk to the boss like that all right I don't got nothing to report. Everything is good. You know, I, I have been like watching a lot of TV and stuff, you know, but other than that, you know, nothing, nothing's really going on that I can really talk about. But um, what about you, uh, Kelvin? You know, well, first of all, always good to see you guys. And thank you so much, Damien, for stepping in for our guy, Derek, today. You know, um, <laughs> I, I want to be very, very careful what I say and how I say it. So I don't want to say anything that sounds foul, because if you've ever been in a place where you've been down to it, and I've been fortunate in life to never have been hungry, never have been like homeless, never, you know, things like that. I've been fortunate. But we're going to have to come up with some new protocols for this um, panhandling. We have to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I want to I want to say if you are a panhandler and you're watching this, first of all, you got a phone. So that should tell you something, you know, start, you know, trending upward. The other thing is this. If you come to my car and I'm not looking at you. It is not because I don't know you're there. It's because <laughs> I'm not trying to roll down the window to give you anything. So this idea of tapping on the window, that, that's where we have a problem. You understand what I'm saying? I understand that this is your you know, position right now. Understand my position. Your position is you want and need money. My position is why won't this light turn green? That so we all have something. <laughs> we all have something that we bring on. So what, what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this, if it keep happening, I'm gonna wind up riding over that that, that yellow line like I see you and it's gonna be foul. So I don't wanna let the enemy use me. Then the other thing is this, to the brothers standing outside of Dunkin' Donuts opening the door for everybody, you have to understand, first of all, not everybody going in there. So don't get frustrated because you open the door and people keep walking straight. Some people not going in there because you holding that door. They don't wanna pay Dunkin' Donuts and pay you. 
okay? And since, since you don't have a Dunkin' Donuts uniform on, they're assuming that you're asking them for money. So what I'm saying is they've got to try to make a different plan. I know the drug game has died, you know, dried up. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? You might have to. You Is might have to. If it, that's what I'm saying. If, if worse come to worse to all my brothers, I know it's gonna be tough. You might have to get a job. I know, I know, I know it's foul. <laughs> I know it's foul. But sometimes being a man and being grown, you have to work. You see what I'm saying? I do it myself, not because I want to do it, because a brother <laughs> has to do it. You understand? That's all. So that's that's how my week is going. I hate to have to start off the week talking about my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we 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 have to do better. We can do better. You see what I'm hey, saying? Michelle, what's up, girl? If, 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 if you are opening doors for people outside, your dating life has to be on hold. It has to be. <laughs> you cannot approach even homeless women don't want you like that. You see what I'm saying? They looking for the come up. You see what I'm saying? Two of y'all ain't gonna be, you know what I'm saying? Because what's gonna happen is you'll go to a place that got an automatic door, and then that's it. Technology don't beat you out of your position. So that's, that's what it is. I'm sorry. No. No. Anyway, point, point guard, what's up? What's up with you? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, Francis, you you have this, the, the job whisper might have an answer for this, and the job yeah, Rob, no, I do, I do have an answer for this. You know, like for two years, I've been listening to Kelvin, you know, at the beginning of the show. Kelvin, it, it's time for your ass to move. Wherever you live, <laughs> wherever you live, it's fucking horrible there. It's fucking horrible, dude. You gotta move, man. Rodney, Rodney is right. Cause you know what's crazy, Rodney? The other day I went to a different neighborhood and their Home Depot just have people that work at Home Depot in front. That was the crazy. <laughs> it's the cra- there was nobody selling candy. It was I've no old men selling chocolate bar. Well, I know, but I'm actually, because I, I even went in and complained. I said, sir, where the people outside selling the chocolate? Would you have to, <laughs> would you have to buy it from in here? <laughs> the thing is, nobody, oh, nobody makes tapers outside. I know. The thing is, they do sell chocolate um, in Home Depot where I, I live. Right. But in they the only Home do it Depot. In, they, no, no, no. They sell it outside, too. I've seen it. And But the only thing is, they only do it in the summer. I noticed they don't do it in the winter. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so the thing okay, is, the candy seller is seasonable where I live. He's all year round where you live. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, definitely. He out there so with the cold. You got to move. Yeah. It's, it's not Rodney. I'm, I'm getting concerned about you either got to move or you got to hire personal security. I tried to live with my people just, just out of respect. To oh. D. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I even tried to go. I tried to get on the happy block. No more room. The whole happy block's watching the show, too. <laughs> Kelvin, they worried about you in the chat, man. They worried about yeah, you. They worried. Worried. They well, it's a matter of time, Kelvin. You something, yo, I'm not wishing nothing on you. God forbid. But y'all know, y'all know. All right, so so check that out. You certain jobs, do you Rodney, have a you gun, know. Do you have a gun permit? Yo, oh up, my god. <laughs> do you have one? You need to get one. You know, but, but, but be honest, let's think about the jobs that my people have created. The person that's going to bag your groceries, if you're older than 12, get from the end of the cashier's line, okay? All right, that's the first thing. The other thing, if, you, if you're outside, open the door for people. And if you do not work at the gas station, do not ask me to pump my gas. You're a dude, and so am I. That's what I'm saying. So I got to get out, walk, and pay the man, and then come back so you, my height, and my size can pump the gas? <laughs> Come on, we gotta do. Rodney Martin Luther King ain't died for that. 
I'm going to text you. I'm going to text you my real estate agent's number. That's what I'm <laughs> oh my god, Yo, Kelvin! I care about you. You my guy. I don't want to see nothing happen to you. This Rodney, is this, this is dangerous where you're at, Rodney. The system did this to me. They did oh. this to me, brother. <laughs> I see now, like Kelvin, this. now, Kelvin got a coup for you on. Look, you might as well just get a little graphic, <laughs> put it over my head. We're gonna tell you about what's going on in these streets. You know this? You don't even see the Girl Scouts no more. They done ran the Girl Scout off the clock. Girl Scouts. Nobody in the Girl Scouts no more. <laughs> The Girl Scouts taking boxing classes and they selling drugs. This <laughs> Girl, they got dudes in the Girl Scouts. They do. They got dudes in the Girl Scouts. No. I'm an ally. <clears throat> Rodney, I don't know. Rodney might take the record nope. tonight. I'm saying oh, three no for Rodney. I'm saying, I'm saying three. I see three already. I'm no, saying. no, no. I average like about <laughs> two. Go find me for Kelvin. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy's got to get out of this neighborhood. Wait, what? what's the uh, Jerry's kids? <laughs> Yo, you know that you know that, you know that, that reality show where they used to build Shout out to Kelly. or fix up a house Kelly, for up? people that were in distress? <laughs> Oh, Yo, we're gonna get you on that show. Shout out to Jay. Okay, one, I got one last question, Rodney. One last question. The dudes that go and sell sell water coming through traffic, do they only sell it in the summers? We yet in the summer? Only the summer. Only the summer. Only when it's hot. There's only one. Yeah, water hot. That, that's it. Um, that's the only time they sell it. Wow. Yeah, hydration so hot. May I ask? Yeah. May I ask a follow up question though? Wow. Do you got the people out there selling nutcrackers and coquito? Not Coquito's no, there. Coquito's no, like. kind of designer thing. It's a special thing. They just come. That's the special thing in the heights. Just in the heights. The only problem is the dude that sell it <laughs> talk heights. about he had to pay. He had to raise the price because the bottles cost him more. Because yeah, oh, the, the, the cinnamon and nutmeg went up. Uh, <laughs> I was about to make a comment, but I know we're talking about the vote, and I don't want to. I don't want to lose what we got right now, even okay. worse than what happened. So I'm gonna leave it alone. Oh, you <laughs> yo, let me tell you something. You on scroll alert, just in case, David. We know you, <laughs> we know you on scroll alert. <laughs> Why? Why would that you want if you get mean? you want a few people in the chat to get a scroll, and they'll be on screen most of the time. So you see, know what it is. Like, she yeah, knows the season season only. Yo, you catch some bad coquito in the in the summer, you could get real sick. Oh, you just, just just for the non-aware. Visitors, listeners, we're not talking about crack or cocaine. Just <laughs> to make clear because I don't want to get caught up in old, you know, what is his name? Um, Young Thug Rico charges. Listen, we have to make clear that they, we are. They said these are gunshots. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie, the only one that's going to get off. Like, we we done. They wrap I want to tell you something. I am these, I'm gonna tell you these. I'm not home. I want you to know. That. I want the listeners and the viewers to know. I'm not home. I'm not I home. Gonna, I, was, I was gonna leave your two holes alone. I said no. They, they said they they said that these are gunshots. And <laughs> <laughs> he said it's gunshots. Oh, I missed that. Oh my lord. Oh my god. A, oh yeah. shit. Oh mm -hmm. shit, Michelle. That's hilarious. This gunshot. Yo, Kelvin, yeah. that's funny. Look, look like 22. Kelvin, right? gonna, yeah, that's about a 22. The thing is, seriously, Kelvin, we have to talk after the show. We got to find you. Uh, we do, Rod. You yeah, know what man. it is. You I care know. about you, brother. I, I'm you concerned about your safety. It's not. Do you get him a, a basement place? Basement apartment? No, it, basement apartment is illegal. They, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. From a certain perspective. Speaking as a landlord, they not. Let me get on the agenda. Oh, no, I Oh, my week was cool. 
Um, what else I did? Well, it was, was kind of cool. I did a, had a me day on Sunday. Just went shopping by myself. Tried on my clothes and just, did, just had a good time. Just feeling by it's myself. Nice. Nobody dragging with me, messing me up. My uh, uh, shout out, rest in peace to my little cousin. That Pat, what I do? Ooh. Nobody's no, messing you that, up. That's not Nobody, a scroll. Come on, that's D. Oh, yeah, that's something else. Yeah, that's that's, 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 that's outside of the fucking show. Go ahead. It was the mule. Yeah, D, bury uh, it was the mule. Yeah, say? go ahead, bury yourself, D. Go ahead, you know what she said? Nobody was bothering you shopping. Nobody was slowing you down. Nobody. Yeah. Did somebody usually do that? <laughs> no, my son, he slowed me down shopping. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, Rodney, yeah. that was a nice, good yeah, that was one. a nice skid out. Yeah, oh, I ain't no, 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 nothing crazy. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's, yeah, that's good nah, one. Nah. Go ahead, brother. Now, nah, shout out to my cousin Malia. She that's experience away. right there. Uh, that's experience. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My condolences yeah, to you, yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my condolences, rest in peace, cousin. Yeah, yeah. she's twenty-five. I hear that. Yeah, man. And that's about it, man. And um, twenty-five. Twenty-five, man. Twenty-five. Yeah, man. It's um. Wow. Yeah, look like you know. When it was with the young people get into it, looked like something like that. We don't know. I don't want to speculate, but yeah. Anyhow, but um, yeah. We got, so let's get into the agenda, man. My phone went dark for a second here. Let's see. Jamie, you ready for us, man? Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. The, the race in Georgia between Warlock and Coon. I mean, no, sorry. I mean, sorry, sorry. Herschel. Hersh Coon. Hersh Coon. That's what I called him last time. Hersh Coon. Hersh Coon. My brother Walker won by. Well, I don't even know how many votes he won by. I just saw that he's no won. Walker didn't win. Warnock. Won. I mean, sorry. Walker. And my brother Warnock. Sorry. <laughs> don't worry, hurts oh. you get it wrong too sometimes. You know yeah. what the funny shit is? It is so funny. I was watching the election last night. It was saying like, "Yo, Fulton County vote yet? That's a black county." I was like, "Ain't two black people running?" But we don't see the other guys black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> just see him as dumb. They don't see yeah, him as any race. He's just yo, dumb. Dumb. It's like the crazy shit. Yeah. Like. I'm like, damn, he's losing. The dumb in a race list. I couldn't think. I was like, oh, the black people didn't vote yet. I was like, yo, it's two brothers running. But he ain't the brother. One ain't the brother. D, I think Herschel Walker made dumb a race. Like, there's now right. a race of dumb people, like, because right. of Herschel Walker. But so now dumb is a race. You yeah, know what's yeah. funny, though? I want to see Herschel Walker go back to those same neighborhoods that was rallied and see what happened today. Go back to them same people and see what happens today. And see if my man don't get locked up or shot in the neighborhoods. That's what <laughs> makes me laugh. Like if we, if we use you and it don't work, it's a wrap. Yo, Michelle's funny. She said Herschel Walker go cut Coach Jackson State. Oh my god! <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you, Michelle, for the condolences. And also for the people that came on late, Damien is a special guest tonight because Derek is traveling in Nashville, hanging out. Yeah, safe travel. Oh, oh, by the way, line, line dancing. One more thing. Also, uh, Derek asked for you guys not to mention where he's at. I forgot to tell you that. Oh, too late now. No, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> too fucking late now. Drops Drops red drop red if you got beef with Derek, he wears 105. <laughs> <laughs> he wearing a gray hoodie. His boss is looking. His Yo, boss is like, Derek told me he was sick today. <laughs> Michelle got mad jokes. She said, bring that Jamie who she said. Derek, Someone Jamie. said he sounds like the boxer from Harlem Nights. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. Social media is they 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 have no mercy on no people. Mercy, the thing is, the funniest <laughs> shit was when I they showed a picture of him walking with Trump, and he said, "You was talking that vampire werewolf shit. That's what killed you." <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> yeah, he said you would have won if he wasn't talking that vampire werewolf shit. Yeah, yeah. Crazy I, I mean, listening to him tell that story right. is it's bad. Like <laughs> they probably must have been in the background with their just their skin was crawling. Like, yo, shut up! What are you doing? He was yeah. killing himself. And to him, it was profound. That's what got me. Yeah, like yeah. you know, my man was working on it. Like, wait till I drop this vampire whale <laughs> upon him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Unbelievable, man. Oh my god. Yeah, the, crazy thing, the crazy thing, I was listening to Joe Madison on um, Urban View Radio, and there was another guy down in Georgia, Damian Georgia, that was running that they want that the Republican Party kind of wanted to, to run against a one. And they, I think they said he, he, the, the data was showing that he probably would have beat him. But Trump backed this dude, and that's where everybody flooded towards this guy, and that's what made Georgia lose the election. Once Trump got yeah. in, that's why that's why they didn't want Trump to be seen with him no more. The Trump fucked up the whole bag for everybody. Well, Churchill, that's not the only. There's other people that um, Trump had pushed forward to run and backed, and they didn't win either. Herschel Walker wasn't the only one. Yeah. Yeah. I seen some about his children sending letters like, we have not spoken to him about his electoral run. They, they all, everybody's like running far away from him this time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See how that goes. That's yeah. crazy. But, well, with no need to worry about uh, the uh, the fifty one. Well, now they got fifty one seats, right? Yeah, so it's good. So they have yeah, fifty one to forty nine, and yeah. and then you got another vote with the vice president. So the yeah. Democrat is good in the Senate. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Another story we got going on, man. Deion Sanders accepts Colorado job at Buffalo. I mean, at Buffalo, Colorado State is the Colorado State, right? The Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Deion Sanders left Jackson State, came about three years ago or so ago. Um, three years. One, he had a twelve and five record. Went undefeated this year. Um, this did his things. One said he was swack. Well, I don't know about that. How do you guys feel about it? Why, chime in, I'll let you guys take the mic first. Well, um, first of all, I um I didn't see it coming. I have to admit, I, I, I've seen a lot on him and how he turned the program around. So I didn't see it coming. I was surprised, and I think D, I think he was the first person that that uh, sent some information on it. Um, so it really surprised me. Um. I thought it was definitely uh, he was a polarizing figure when it came to historically black colleges and universities that would have really, really been. It. I, I would have loved to have seen him go to maybe a bigger program within HBCUs. But um, I'm really surprised people are calling him a sellout and things like that. I, I, I think that's um, a, a little over the line. I think he did a great job there. I'm, I was curious to see is his son going to stay there? Or, you right, know, son's, gone, son's gone. Son's going to play quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. He said his son is going with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. son's gone. Mm-hmm. He said because he already said he said he already said like this the this right now he's going to be the quarterback to beat. Basically, he said he can guarantee my son, I'm not guaranteeing my son the job, but he's the one to beat. Sophia, uh, what up? Hey, Sophia. Yeah, I didn't know that. That I thought it would have been fly if his son would have stayed where he was at. But um, yeah, I guess I'm a little torn about it. I can't knock anybody for progressing, whatever that means. And if, if he feels like he's taking a step, and they said it's unheard of to leave actually that program and go to one of the big boys, even though right. he's taking over a team that really, really needs a lot of help because they haven't been good in a long time. But um, you know, but somebody else can jump in. But um, congratulations to him. But I understand that people are hurt. But I wouldn't call them a sellout. We, I think, in our community, we quick to tell call people sellouts. I think they're I a little have, too quick. Can I piggyback off you, Kevin? I agree. Okay. I think we are a little too quick. Um, also, I'm a little conflicted because I'm with you. I would rather have him stay there and continue to show his excellence. I think he was 27 and five or some 
in three seasons. In three, That's three years. Only five games. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think they won they won their first championship since '96 or something like that. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that is that is a blessing, you know. Um, and he's representing for HBCUs. Five star recruits is looking there. Five five star recruits are going there. So he changed the entire image, not just not just the the system, the image, the the swag, the the impact. There were other D one schools nervous and mad, trying to like find reasons to get him in trouble. You know what I mean? Like he shifted, he changed the game in three seasons. So. With that type of impact, I could just imagine what he would have done if you give him 10 years there. Over the next 10 years, how many five-star recruits would have went there? Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's 11 and low the last season. What do you think he's going to do for the next three, four years? You know what I mean? Like, he could have been 50 and seven, which is just some crazy numbers. He could have did so many great things. But then it's also the precedent of being the first coach to go from HBCU to one of these bigger programs. And so, like, Sometimes it comes to this thought of like some people have to see it done before, mm-hmm. so they know it can be done. So now maybe another high profile football player might want to come to an HBCU and 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 do it as well. So I'm hopefully it inspires others because that that's the goal at the end of the day. But it, it's it's you know so I'm a little conflicted. But um I would rather see him stay at the HBCU to just inspire young black men and women to continue to pour into our own. Yeah. And it's only thing look at my problem. Uh, he got two sons. One plays defensive. My man Greg was me, one plays quarterback. My thing, here got my problem with Dion. Coaches leave all the time, right? This is why my main problem with him. He said, it's not about the money. Dion. It's 29 million, Dion. <laughs> really? It ain't about the money. He was only making 375. Then he said God told him to come to the black college. Now God, I guess, told him to leave. God told you to leave that quick. Like really, like that's the shit. I don't like. I don't like the D on that part. I love that he. I'm happy for the brother. He'd be really successful over in Colorado, do his thing. But that, and I don't think everything should fall on Dion. I won't call him a seller, but everything should fall on Dion. Right. There's so many other people to step up. Like Dion, he lit the torch. Like he like he probably lighted some more other torches. He did it because he said he wanted to get his coaches paid. Right, get, make good money, get salary. I understand that part of it. But Dion never wanted to be an assistant coach. Right. That's the problem. He always wanted to be a head coach. He took the opportunity, did his thing. Now he got the job to do his thing as a head coach. I hope he's successful. I want him to be the first black person to win a division with a division one title. I want it to happen. But don't what he said to me was some bullshit. Whole bullshit right, was right. that. That's why I didn't respect what him on that part. Can I, can I ask you a quick follow-up? I know Rodney, you got a point. Do you think he's trying to get a spot as a head coach in the NFL? Do you think that's If you can't see that, then you're blind. Steve, yeah, I'm just asking. That. You know, we got to <laughs> ask the question, right? I can't walk up saying I know it, but, you know, I'm just asking. All right, so we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, the thing is, um, I'm going to address two things. Number one, I don't think Dion is a sellout. Um, and I, I don't agree with, with D with the part where you said that, you know, he said something or whatever politicians other people sell us dreams all the fucking time you know it's no different Dion, you got to understand he's a was an nfl player he's a hall of famer and then he came out of retirement to coach jackson state right he gave him a season gave him three years of something that they never had ever you know what i mean so he fulfilled his obligations by being successful there i do believe that Dion not only is taking players 
from um, Jackson State with him to Colorado. I think he's also taking administration with him as well, who are going to probably advance, and he's going to take them up the ranks with them. Some will probably continue to get sprinkled along the Division One or the 10 pack or wherever at, because now doors have been open for opportunities that they never had. So I see, I see it broader, broader than a lot of people, but to call Dion a sellout, I don't agree with that. Um, Dion is not in the sport of football. He is in the business of football. Mm-hmm. So people have to understand that to sit there, like Steve said, and make 375 and then, and then they go up to how much is he making at Colorado? Now? 29 million. 29. 29 million. Okay. For, what? That's a for, what? That's a, for five, for five it's, years. It's for the five term years, of yeah. his contract. Okay. Yeah. Five years. So the thing is, that's a no brainer. You know what I mean? So yeah. the thing is to think that this man can't advance the Sanders family and his children and his grandchildren or whatever. At the end of the day, like I said, it's business. Long as Dion is not humiliating black people, I have no problem with what he did. He is going to give a lot of um, coaches and stuff opportunities that they would have probably never had, and they probably would have never made it out of a HBCU college right. pro, uh, sports program. So now that Dion is doing it, it's going to open up a lot of doors for a lot of other black um, retired NFL players and coaches or whatever. So I do see a broader picture here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, so, I, 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 I see that. I, the thing is when I say about words, and it, it should count more, and it, like – Coming from that black, like he's speaking on people always giving you word. Oh, that's what he's. I'm going with Dion saying, Yeah, no, I know man. what you're saying. He's saying to the young men, Always be your man, blah, 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 blah. but you went just against what you're just saying. That's why that's why I have a problem with that. I have a and, problem and, with him saying it. And, and Dion's not, about not the first person to say I know, that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about, I don't care about the other people there. I'm talking about Dion. I don't care what okay. with the other people. Dion is what him saying is this strong and all this stuff the way he goes so hard. That's the problem with Dion. Dion, just say the truth. Yo, it's 29 million dollars. I could do this. But I think y'all right burying now. the lead as well. The man had to live in Mississippi. I'm gonna just be honest. With you. I, 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 just, I just gotta be. I gotta be honest with you. I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. I can't live in Mississippi, and I'm not a millionaire. But if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't fly over Mississippi. Nah, I'm just and, be honest with you. And, and I so, blame and I blame black I blame black college people too. That alumni didn't give back. Like you gotta like instead of just showing up to homecoming, we should show up all the time. Like I know how many kids I sent to my school. I know how many people mm. donating dollars and stuff like that. Mm. I donated to the doggone campaign in Georgia. Like, you know, because mm. you got to always look at what are you going to do to make the change? People like, Dion's a sellout. Motherfucker, what have you done? That's all so, I always ask people. For that my question got to go back to Kelvin, though, because he said he he would, he would fly over Mississippi. So you, you're basically saying either Mississippi have 12 bullet holes in their wall <laughs> <laughs> because you're okay with two. That's foul. That's foul. That's foul. I'm saying I wouldn't. I wouldn't fly over Mississippi. I'm telling you, that is the truth. And then in the 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 wall probably don't need a bullet hole there. I'm talking about. You take a BB gun there. I just you know, but I would have loved to have seen him at a a big program, maybe Hampton or or somewhere. I'm not saying those are like on that scale, but I think what to Rodney and um these point. I think the idea is to go to um, to the NFL, and I'm thinking he's taking he charted out his his path now. As far as yeah. D said, as far as uh, you know, that God said, I'll say this: um, Deion Sanders and a lot of the Cowboys who who definitely kind of grew up on the TD Jakes and Dallas and stuff like that. Um, that is kind of their their language. That's kind of their vernacular all the time. I'll say this: when you say God said something, just make sure He said it. I think sometimes what we do is we um, the the reason I don't like 
people often saying God said. I'm going to tell you the reason I don't like it often. I know it's going to sound strange coming from me. It's because once you say God said, then whatever position is invaluable. If God said it, then there's nothing to talk about. You know, um, you know that, that that's the thing. So people need to understand that. And I'm saying the, the reason it's dangerous, because if he didn't say it, you know, if he didn't say it, you know, or Rodney, God told me to call you for five hundred dollars. Like then Rodney say, no, oh, you call God yeah. a lie. I mean, you know, you just can't you know, you can't always do that unless you're sure. And when you're right. trying to to minister to people, I don't know how much. I mean, we all pray that our steps are ordered by God, I would assume. But I don't know how much God cares about this school versus that one, this division right. versus that one. I don't know that, you know, with, you know, kind of world hunger and world peace or a lot of people get shot every day. It's just I guess it's all relative to where people are at. But I think it becomes easy as a Christian to always say God said this way. It can kind of govern and back our decisions sometimes if we're not sure. And I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I will say this when I listen to the press conferences and stuff like that. Sometimes I do want to just hear about football and your plan and things like that versus your faith being front and center. Because the people you can love the Lord all you want. You go there and you lose. The people are going to fire you. That's just what it is. And so at a, at a certain point, also, you know, it has to be some type of balance with the business yeah. of what you're doing. And I hope well, that didn't some, I hope that didn't sound, um, you know, foul. No, that's a great point. That's a great point, because yeah, I, I think people using it like a bulletproof vest, they're using it like a get out of jail free card when they're doing something that they may not even they know that they're going to receive backlash for us. Like, well, if I use this kind of tactic, I can kind of right. sidestep it without it, um, without it really hitting me the way it should. Um, right. But yeah, I'm sorry. You were saying? Sure. No, you ain't got to apologize. The, the, um, the situation is just like you said, Kelvin, I think it's just become like, it's just like something that people say, I can't tell you in the course of a year, how many people in my family or friends or associates have said that term. And, and I don't I really don't believe that God told them that, you know, it's just something that people use. I agree with you. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be stated that way, you know, but unfortunately, that's just something that's in our culture and we we deliver it that way. But um, I, like I say, you know, or Dion can say God changed his mind, <laughs> you know, so then maybe he said that 29 million changed his mind. I don't know. But the thing is, I get it. I know that people can focus on that. But I can name 60,000 other people that have told us something. And why should Dion be the one that takes only the fall for it when this has been something that's been going on forever? White coaches, black coaches, everybody has promised people stuff and said something and then going on to bigger and better things. Right. Me personally, I believe that Dion had a plan. And just like you said earlier, D, that he wanted to be a head coach. And this is probably the only place he could come in and start off as, mm -hmm. as a head coach. But he still delivered. He still went oh, he there did. and turned that program completely around. But at the end of the day, Dion is in the business of football. And, and, he, and Dion's in the business of Dion. That's the main person. Do you think no? Well, in his family too. In his <laughs> no. family too. I don't and think. I, and I can't be mad at that. I, no, can't, I don't, no, I don't I can't think that. No, no, I don't, no, I don't agree with that. The thing is, <laughs> I think he. You got to realize this man came in. And he did put a lot. We, we saw like oh, he put he put stuff. He put money. He put he his heart and soul into that program. He got Walmart. He got Nike. Exactly. He always people exactly. He got the attention. Right, right, right. The attention that he yeah. brought to Jackson State alone yeah. is yeah. tremendous. The marketing, the free marketing. Yeah. He he uplifted the program. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And the thing is, too, people got to understand with 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 schools like Jackson State, the programs are nowhere near as big as like the Pac-12 and all of right. that. Like. You know, the campuses, the equipment, the whole thing is another whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? So 
And like I said, those HBCUs can't not pay him that type of money. They don't right, have right. it. They don't three, have three, it. Three seventy-five, five million a year difference. But I'm gonna tell you now, Kelvin. This is what people don't quote. This is the book you got to quote from, from in the Bible. This is the part. Get the scroll ready, Sam. <laughs> Luke, Luke chapter sixty-nine. You say bullshit <laughs> when people say God told me to do something. Well, see, let me, let me, let me. Got it. <laughs> You gotta give me credit because I saw it coming. Everything is Luke. Everything is Luke sixty nine face down ass up. Wait, wait, yeah. Oh man! Oh, so he's gonna double down on the scroll. I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah double that's two. Double. That's second that's one. Two. That's not the same that's one. Two. That's two. That's, that's two. two. That's two. That's a record. That's, that's a record. record. Within fifteen <laughs> seconds. No, one scroll didn't go off the screen when the other coming up. He got two in eight seconds. Yo, Sammy, Jimmy, go to the uh, comments. Yeah, let's, we want to make sure because if he was a lot of comments are coming through there. Yeah, there's a lot of dope comments that was said by by yeah. the audience. We definitely yeah. got to get to those. Yeah, go ahead, Jerry, man. We got we got Tim. Tim, dog, what up, brother? Go ahead, there, What's Jerry. up, Tim? He kept saying it like a get out of jail free card. As long as he kept mentioning God, it made his words okay. Mm, that's a good point. Most of us are hey, looking at what's best for us and our family. Yeah, Kelly, great right, point. Kelly, right. That's what it comes right. down to. If he right. said, I made a decision for me and my family, how many people would really argue with him and, and yell at him and to call him a sellout if you're doing something for your family? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He's going to better his, his, his kids, his family, the Sanders family, the grandchildren. This is what this at the end of the day is about, man. It's yeah, about but that's, that's what I'm saying, right? Deion's always been Deion. Look how he came into the game. I yeah, love no dancing on. No, absolutely. He's always been a showboat. You know, he he's a master. He knows how to market Shout himself. Out. He knows how to talk. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, when they when he talks about, you know, God told me or whatever, I do believe that he's talking to a specific group of people. Yeah, great Yo, point. Sorry, go get the more. Come on, Sorry. Uh, Laponda. Oh. oh, LP, what's up? That part, Miss Ali. Why is getting out of an HBCU the goal? Yes, can we bring up that comment as well so we can highlight it? It's a very important yeah, comment bring, about bring in. HBCUs versus okay, Masali. Uh, but why is it a goal for people to get out of an HBCU and go to a PWI, predominantly white college, a white institution? Pardon me. Why not build up the HBCU to compete with a PWI? Um, any thoughts it. on that? No, I, I, said it, I said it already. I said the money's not there. When you compare the two programs, there's no there's no comparison at all. Right. You know, HBCU, like he said, three hundred seventy five thousand five billion a year. Yeah. That, that's not even close. And then the TV deal. He's, he's getting he's getting more than the TV deal. I'm just right, gonna, right, I'm right. gonna let y'all know that. And exposure. Year, there you go, the exposure. He gets, yeah. He gets more and, than that. Right. And then to be honest, there's the uh. There's is a Jay-Z quote. He said, my presence is a gift. So him going to that HBCU, like everybody on the panel mentioned, it did so much for them already. I hope that they can find a way to take that momentum and build on it. Maybe you bring some other people in. Maybe you, maybe other HBCUs start that. Because at the end of the day, if it's a competition, why not team up? HBCUs uniting and, and bringing in people and, and marketing, just come to one of us. All we got to do is keep bringing people in. I believe that Dion just ignited something. I believe that there will be other former M NFL players that will now come and coach HCBU. I will definitely, I definitely believe that. I definitely yep, believe yep. he showed that he showed the path. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no way that Dion did not plan this out. This is not an accident. It's not no, an accident. It's, at it's all. definitely a pathway. It's yeah. definitely a pathway. You got to realize too, like you know, 
he goes to Colorado, there are people that are not rooting for him either. So, you know, people are rooting, watching him to win and people are watching him to lose or fail at what he's doing. So that's that's the business of football. I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to the game because I'm going to get Colorado. But anyway, another brother that is going back to help out is my favorite baseball player of all time. My brother, King Grippy Jr., just announced nice. that Major League Baseball will have an inaugural historical black college swingman classic. Jamie, do you still have a video for this? Can we play it? I thought the mom was going to say Sammy Sosa. But... <laughs> <laughs> Can, right. Is it going to play? Oh, oh, fuck. That was going to be a good video. Oh, shit. Jamie's going to play? Give me a word. Anyhow, god damn it. So anyway, I'm going to talk it out until the video plays out. Oh, here we go. Unmute it. Press the play button. Make it larger. There we go. Hi, I'm King of Virginia. Just when you thought it was hot in Seattle, it just got hot. The HBCU Swingman Baseball Classic will be held at T-Mobile Park, the All-Star Game before the All-Star Game. Not everybody can go to a Power 5 conference, but that shouldn't stop you from playing the game that you love. And that's what I want to bring to the forefront. That these kids are out here playing baseball because they love the game of baseball. Here's an opportunity for these kids to showcase their talent. There's a lot of great players who played our game who went to historical black colleges. Marquise Grinson, Ricky Weeks, Vince Cole, and Hall of Famer Andre Dawson. So you might see the next Andre Dawson out there. So why don't you come through your support, show your love, and stop by. This is powered by MLB, MLBPA, Youth Development Foundation. The HBCU Swingman Classic at T-Bobble Park. It's going to be hot. Shout out to King Griffey Jr., man. Really appreciate the exposure, man. For Major League Baseball, I will try my best to be at that in Seattle in, J- in July. Um, as a former historical black college baseball player, this is this is huge. This is bigger than life uh-huh. right now for a person that played baseball in a historical black college. And shout out to my man Greg. He used to play a historical black. He's checking in on the show. He's checking in every night. And he went to Central State, played for no, you went to the minor leagues, I think. So shout out to getting exposure. What up, man? So soon, see my man, big fun. So he recently you know dropped the big, album. Bun B, Bun B. <laughs> check Bun-B. out, check out so soon album. He recently dropped it. Drop that in the comments. Drop a link or right. something. You got to promote, brother. Yeah. What's up? What, what Firework. What you think about King, King Ruby I think, Jr., man? I Real think quick. it's excellent. I think it's excellent. And to go yeah. back on Damien's point, I mean, the reality, to be honest with you, we drive so many sports and we go to the majors. We need to start actually harnessing some of that talent to stay and build an infrastructure around it so these kids have a landing spot. So at least there's a choice. You know, mm-hmm. you should be able to you should be able to go to Hampton, Ohio with a Morehouse or something and still be able to get the exposure and the recognition. I think it's great. Uh, I agree with D. I think Ken Griffey Jr. is is arguably the greatest ever. I mean, the man is phenomenal. I mean, he comes from a, a, a father that was great, but he's even greater. And so I love what he's doing. And I think, you know, if more people would do that, and kind of use their celebrity. Mm-hmm. That's all that Dion really did. He used his celebrity. I mean, yeah. you know, you 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 won the greatest of all times, your Hall of Fame player. Where you go, the cameras will follow you. And so when you get someone like Ken Griffey, to, to even actually have Ken Griffey 
actually give you a showcase to actually be there with that type of star power in the people that he has in his phone that he can call and, and, and have come see you play. Um, I, I think it's excellent, man. I love to see it. And we need to get back into baseball. We do. Yeah. I know Diaz got to break your heart to see the numbers because we need to get back into it. 360 million guarantee. Y'all can let your kids go out there and break their necks playing that football shit. We can get 360 million. Right <laughs> I, mean, I think Ken Griffey is so good in baseball that they still have what if he never got injured type conversations yep. about how yep. great he would have been. Of course, no question. And it's crazy to think no about question. that. And he was no, clean. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, what yeah, I say. Yeah. Ken was clean. Yeah. He was clean. I think, I think also one thing was I want to. Um, like the kids in the historical, I wonder, like this might get more black kids playing baseball because the historical black colleges, when you go there now, white boys are taking all up uh, scholarships in baseball in the historical black colleges. And uh, my Latino brothers, that's cool. They're doing it. They've been playing it. But the number, the person that owns the record for NCAA stolen base record went to Benedict College. And he, guess what? He's a white boy. Nothing against white boys, but it's just sad that he's taking all the scholarships that brothers ain't taking. But anyhow, what tonight, we got a special guest coming in tonight, man. This is my dear brother from another mother. Didn't grow up on a happy block. Well, y'all say that shit. So, man, he has yes, he a did. book. Yes, he did. <laughs> he's a book publisher, published over 100 children's books. He's big on literacy. Today, he and I had a great meeting today. Uh, maybe he'll tell you about the meeting today we had today and stuff that he's doing. While further ado, my dear brother, another historical black college alum, Hendrick McBride in the Bride Stories. What up, brother? What's up? Unmute him, Sam. Got him on mute. Somebody got him on mute. He's on mute. There we go. Peace, peace, brothers. Good evening. All good right, evening. Brother. What's going on? What's, What's going, going on, on, man? Everything Welcome is good. Welcome to the show. To the show. I appreciate it. Some of y'all faces look familiar, too. You know, just being outside. <laughs> we was all on Happy Block together. That's what it was. We was all hanging out. That's all. That's <laughs> just chilling. But, um, yeah, what's going on, no, man? Brother D, doing? thank you for having me. Um, we on a similar mission to just educate and empower our youth. There's an epidemic going on right now. You know, um, the game is rigged against us. It's against our black and brown kids. Mm -hmm. um, I'm speaking as a, a parent. I'm speaking as a fifth grade teacher in Brownsville. So I already mm -hmm. know, I've seen it firsthand where we take having these kids take state exams from third grade to eighth grade. And as a result of these state exams, they build in prisons. Yep. If we gonna be real, this, this is where the the projections come from mm -hmm. and what I, literacy you know, rates literacy rates literacy affects math it affects english it affects everything because if you can't read you don't know what a math problem is asking you to do right mm -hmm. so what Absolutely. i've done and just being a parent I've, I've been doing this for 10 years we have 105 books um we just educating these kids and keeping them engaged and making them love reading again and the reason they don't like to read because there's no representation in the literature. Right. It's not because white and Asian kids are smarter than them. It's because the books are not about them. That's a complete fact. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if, if, if y'all give me a moment, can I present my screen for, I just want to present something real quick. Sure. Thank you, Sam. Can he share screen? Does it work that way? I don't know. So somebody has to, whoever presented last has to just, Oh no, he can't do it. They said he can't do it. Sammy said no, he won't speak. Okay. Oh, we can't, you got, he can't make the whole so this. You got any books to hold up? I got a couple of your books there over here, but I have to get out my seat. I mean, well, we we'll we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. I'll put the links in the um in the chat, but mm -hmm. like D said, we had a meeting with the mayor of Newark, New Jersey today. And we and we expressed 
the same needs in New York is the same needs in every major city. So our mm-hmm. children, our, our reading levels, I'll, I'll read them off to you. From last state exams, third to eighth grade, um, 70% of, of Caucasian kids pass, 69% of Asian kids pass, 38% of Hispanic kids pass, 36% of African-American kids pass. And these are like staggering stats. So what we're doing, this is 10 years in the game. We got 105 books. We I partnered with celebrities. I partnered with my son. I know y'all probably familiar with his book, I Know My Rights. It was a, a bestseller for two years. Um, Yandy Smith, Marvel Negro. We partnered with black and brown celebrities, influencers, just to get our kids back into interest in reading. And our stories about diversity and, and diversity to people always thinks about color. But diversity is who who are you? What do, what do you relate to? So if you come from a single parent home, you might not understand that. So we write, we write books about that. We write books about military kids. We write books about, you know, being a big brother for the first time. Because so many things our kids get, society throws at them, technology, they get the information so fast, they don't know how to process it. Yeah, and I think Jamie has your he has your page right now. Jamie, you want to go to his page right now? Can you do it? If you could go to the website, there's a video on there. If he could present that video, and it's like a um breakdown and just you know just how we do. We've been doing this for ten years, so we in different. I'm a vendor in different cities. Here we go. So if he press play on the video, there we go. <laughs> I own the rights to this music. Hold on to the 
Do you own the rights to that song? I don't. I do not own the rights to that song. Oh man, we 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 gonna gonna get finished. Goddamn, I do not. I do not. I do not. Very nice. Very nice video. Very nice. And these are some of the books here. I got them here too. Here, man. Y'all can see those books. Man. Let me ask, let me ask you this question. One, I think one of the, the things that are difficult to to deal with today, and you could speak to this. Uh, I think reading unlocks imagination. I think it feeds imagination, and uh, I don't see. Uh, I think one of the worst things is when children don't dream as much anymore. And I think somewhere along the line, the dream had become very narrow. That I just need to get into the NBA. I need to get into entertainment. I need to get into sports. Some that's the way to get some type of success. And uh, I want to commend you. Uh, we need teachers. We need male teachers. We need male black teachers. I think it makes a big difference because I know you um, probably serve as a surrogate father, just at least standing in front of that classroom to, to a lot of young people that don't have fathers. But how do we just kind of ignite their passion to dream and, and come back to? Because there's nothing that can um, paint a picture. Like when you look in that book and see those words where your mind starts to try to put it together and it becomes your mind's eye to actually imagine and to dream about what you're reading. So how do we ignite that again, that passion in young people? Um, that's definitely a great question. Um, it's, it's all about the interaction because now with technology, it's almost like we just letting the kids go. We giving them that tablet, we giving them that computer, we giving them that phone and there's no interaction. We 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 have to we gotta give impart our wisdom on them. Right. So so we gotta encourage their dreams, encourage their goals, because social media, if we're gonna keep it real, is, is making everybody a follower. And that's all the way up to adults. It's telling Absolutely. you what to like, it's telling you what to follow. So we gotta engage. We need to engage more. I, I conduct right. the entrepreneur workshop and um I tell them you can be a you can have your own business no matter what your based on your interests. What are you interested in? And you'll be surprised at some of these businesses these kids come up with. You can't be a football player, that's not a business, that's a job. LeBron James has a job. You you can have your own business. So you come out with kids that say, I I, I want to have a pet shop, I want to have a beauty salon, I want to have a bakery because this is what I like to do. And this Absolutely. is the era where it could be done. During COVID, I had students that was starting their own business. I had a little girl. She was selling bonnets. She was selling lashes online. She was making money during COVID. So we wow. just got to engage, just, just um, facilitate because they still kids. And we don't want to crush their spirits, crush their dreams. We just want to help them out, push them. Right. Enhance it. I agree. Yeah. I'm selling baby hairs. <laughs> you, you, um, you know what this disturbs oh, I'm sorry go ahead Ronnie nah go ahead finish you know what disturbs me I see people that Tell have grown me. adults that can't speak mm-hmm. they don't speak well and I know part of that is because you don't read part of it is you don't listen to people I think we always have to listen to people on a higher level than us that's why it's important to actually you know try to read something uh, try to push the envelope a little bit but I know a lot of adults and, and obviously the children hear their parents speaking but I, I, I just perfect example. A Hershey Walker can't talk, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that to be funny. I'm just saying it's, it's really a slap in face to people in our community to see that you want to represent people and you're not well read, and you don't speak well. 
and and I know I, and I know speaking well does not mean when I was a kid people thought speaking well meant sounding like someone that was not from our culture or community, which it doesn't mean that, obviously. But I mean, there should be certain things that you are able to understand, you know, as far as when you speak to somebody or speak in front of crowds or something. And I'm seeing it; it's an erosion of that today. And that's even worse. And I know reading, I would assume, would, would kind of help enhance that. No, for sure. Literacy is going to enhance your vocabulary naturally, but just the social skills are, are, are falling off. The social skills, even with the text messaging, with the social media, you don't, people don't even know how to engage anymore. Right. When, when me and D was out today in Newark, we in Newark, New Jersey, we went to the bookstore because we met with the mayor. And he said, this is the bookstore, you know, who controls how we work with the school. So we said, let's let's check out the bookstore. And these are older black women, southern black women that run that bookstore. And if we didn't engage with them and just know how to speak to people, we wouldn't have got anywhere. They, they were so hyped and happy to have conversation with us. But people nowadays don't even know how to have conversation because the social skills are, are falling off. Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent with that. Like it's it's um, you know, everybody here knows I got a lot of kids, and you got, um, you got a lot of kids, man. a lot of kids. <laughs> and I, I got a I got a classroom myself up in here. <laughs> but um, the thing is, when I engage with my kids, I won't allow my kids to check to text me shorthand or to text me with emojis and all that. When we talk, you're gonna have to talk to me appropriate. I want to see your periods. I want to see your commas. Like. The thing is, like, you're, I'm not going to cont contribute to you walking around not knowing how to properly write something out or to even speak appropriately. But um, I just wanted to touch on that because I, I definitely agree 100% with that. The other thing is I used to work in the schools. And uh, one of the things that I noticed when I was working in the schools was that um, kids were finding education, reading, math, getting good grades, not cool at all. So the thing is, in your in your history of teaching, have you noticed that it gets harder for you to educate because they feel that education is something that they don't need because there's something out there brighter because what they see on social media and what they see in the streets is that more alluring to them? That's a good question. Um, being a fifth grade, fifth grade was like a one of those transitional grades because you mm -hmm. still elementary but you your hormones kicking in you almost yeah. a middle schooler so that's where you could catch them you could catch them before they gone so one thing i used to do i, I became a facilitator instead of a teacher so instead mm -hmm. of having roles and everybody lined up i made groups i made teams so i would i would do like teams of five and we would sit in a circle we would sit in a circle so say if i had 25 students i would have five groups and we would have a draft. You pick who you want on your team. They could talk in class because you, 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 it's not, it's not 1985. It's not, you know, you got to get with the times. You, you want your kids to talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we had them in groups where they could talk and they could be teammates. And you got a group leader and y'all accountable for one another. We had a weekly scoreboard that we, we caught, we, we counted points and it, it became a competition type thing because mm -hmm. kids love to compete with one another. So sometimes it's not always on the parents and the system. Sometimes the teachers have to step it up and be creative as well. You can't keep it to how things used to be because it's way different. That's a good point. Because kids like I, to talk. I, I got a question. So uh, 
one of the things that I pride myself on being in the education system for years, after school program, being a tutor and things like that, um, I always talk to parents about modeling the type of behavior that you want to see your children exhibit, you know, in terms of how you communicate, what you're saying in front of them, language that you use. If you're reading at the end of the night, instead of watching something more, you know, you know, just laughing and joking, your children might, you know, replicate that behavior. Is there um is there any like speaking engagements and things that you've done where you've tried to educate parents and other mentors and adults in the community about this is what might benefit our youth who are struggling with literacy if they see more people reading, if they see more people watching shows with uh one of the things I always tell them is if you're watching a show with your children or if you're giving them the tablet, turn on the subtitles. Don't ever let them turn it off. It's the same thing as sight words. So if they go and watch Whatever show you took, at some point, there's going to be some English words in there that's going to show up on the test. Make mm -hmm. sure they're just seeing them words as much as they can. Is there anything that you really try to educate parents, adults, guardians, teachers on to like when, when it comes to just finding ways to incorporate literacy in everything that they're doing? We definitely try to encourage dead time, drop everything and read. Um, that's not realistic in every household. We know that. But even like you said, if we watching TV subtitles, you're gonna have to read. That's a creative idea. Like we we have to get with the times. I think a lot of educators are stuck on the old days, so we have to be creative and get with meet people where they are. <laughs> so that that's a dope idea. To be honest with you, I mean that, that's an old idea. But how's the, how do the schools treat you when you come in and you're trying to bring these books with black faces on it with people of color? uh representing the young people in certain areas and neighborhoods are they as receptive as you would hope are they all like come in we want to buy up your books we want to put them in our library we want to promote them maybe we want to put them in our curriculum because you know they still teaching the great gatsby in some schools and of course i read that in high school exactly i did too and i fell asleep <laughs> no no disrespect i actually yeah. use it when i do workshops but um <laughs> 1996. right 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 but no, um, I, um, at this point, everything is well received. I've been doing this for 10 years mm -hmm. and it sounds crazy to say, but the more attachment you have to the celebrities and influencers, that's what schools want because it makes the school look good. Mm. So at the end of the day, it's always about what you could bring right, in, right, right. you know? So it's like a give and take. You're going to take my substance, but I'm going to give you a little fluff too. Okay. Because you know that's the game. Right, right, right. Now one one of the challenges one of the challenges that I've always seen with teachers is having to police children while trying to teach them. It, the, the the value of education sometimes is lost on those being educated. When when I was a kid, there was always at least one, two, maybe three kids that wouldn't even let our teachers teach it just became it was difficult for them to sit there it's difficult for them but how do you deal with the challenges like you said you're dealing with adolescence you have to deal with behavior you have to deal with structure so how do you do that and try to corral the kids i do love the group idea um but when you get into a class get into to a, a group of students i'm sure some just don't intrinsically take it serious and, and how do you deal with the behavior issue? Because I think that's always going to be an issue, especially dealing with kids. It's always going to be some challenges along the way. 
But I feel like just because I'm a basketball background, I know I look like a football player now, but I used to play <laughs> basketball back in the day. So it's all about the 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 climate and the culture you create. Because mm-hmm. when you when you make it where it's not cool to fool around or act out, they they gonna feel it. So cracking a joke out of line and everybody look at you like you, what are you doing? So mm-hmm. it, it takes time. It, it's been classes that it took me till like March to get everybody on point. It's not going to happen in one month. That's for right. sure. And I do incentives. I do awards. I do award ceremonies um, before Christmas. I give, um, you know, medals for homework. I give I give plaques for the, the overachievers. And by June, everybody wants that award. It's yeah, like right. incentives. Right. And that's one of not the things- out of school. That's something out of my pocket. Like, I had to figure out how do I reach them? Like, you know, and it's called the Professor McBride Awards. So every year they want them. I do a spelling mm-hmm. bee because I do vocabulary all year long. We do a spelling bee with a trophy. Um, it's just incentives. You know, yeah. they still kids. They want to win things. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Real quick, Jamie, can you bring up some of the comments that I'm going um, to talk about with St. Martin? Go ahead, Jamie. What's Derek? Go ahead, Derek. Damien, sorry. I'm, I'm Derek Light. Dark, I guess. <laughs> Social, emotional learning and literacy go hand in hand. Kelly, I agree completely. Word. Mo. Being able to uh, express yourself is is a part of literacy. So being able to communicate after you've read something. So it's it's a social, emotional component. I'm sorry, Monique. Parents show more support to a child playing sports than a child using their brain to get ahead. They will come to their games, but not their spelling bee. That's a great comment. Uh, anybody on the panel has something to say to that. Oh, go, ahead, go ahead, bro. You take it. Go ahead. You, you, Jason Lee, who is also a teacher in New York City. He's been there for over a decade doing hard work. I know this. Thank you. For, thank you for your out. service. When they thank you for your service. For real. The teachers. Thank you for your service. For in the trenches. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get too much. We're we doing a show right now, but we could talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's a reason parents that work in Silicon Valley limit the use of tech by their kids at home. Exactly. These are very important points. Question from Juan. How receptive are the parents to the new ideas that you provide, RE learning? That's a great question as well. I, I know they, they just hit you with like five of those things. So I'll, take I'll, take that one. I'll take that one. Um, They love it. They love it. They love it. They love the accountability that I provide. They, they, they appreciate the communication because everything that I'm doing, I'm letting them know ahead of time. Right. So that puts everybody on accountability. Like everybody's accountable for this learning. It's a team. It's a team effort. Like when you send your kids to school, you can't just expect the teachers to provide miracles. It's a. It's all of us. We all together. It's a collective, and and, and the way that I teach is it, it. It gives the kid a chance to express themselves. So when we do these group this group work, we having competitions. They coming up to the board. Um, even kids that struggle, they, you know, they enjoy the challenge. They enjoy, enjoy having a voice and not having to be um, hiding in the corner because we create an environment where you, you got to be a risk taker. I was mm-hmm. talking to D earlier, a risk taker. You might make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. That's life. We don't right. want to make it where if you make a mistake, we're going to laugh at you. No, nah, we're going to figure it out. We, you got to problem solve. And that's what life is about. It's not about just one right answer and one wrong answer. It's about figuring it out. 
So it, it's Professor McBride, uh, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Somebody just hit me with a text. Let me just say, to be clear for those just joined us, Derek <laughs> has not been replaced. Derek has not been replaced. He'll be back next week. <laughs> oh, say that. I'm just <laughs> and let me say one thing. Just to be clear, I can't replace Derek. What he does for the show is is impeccable. So let's let's be respectful. I joked earlier, but about it, but no, but just being serious. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> oh no! You mean when you said you wanted to replace Derek in the pre-show, that was just joking, anyway, right? It definitely was. I was just joking. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm sorry, Professor. Go ahead. No, no, he no. said that shit too. <laughs> no, I should just shut up. Yo, no. real quick, quick, Brian, I want to um, tell. Like we talking about St. Lucia in the book, um, the book I don't know called Conference Affair, and what oh, what's the St. Martin? I'm sorry, St. Martin, and tell people like what kind of books they sold uh, sold over there, and what was well, how they received you when you came over there? Can you tell you okay. about your experience? Okay, so my wife, she's from St. Martin, so we always vacation there annually, and I found out they had a annual book fair, so they bring authors from all over the world to present their work so i i you know i presented to them even when we go on vacation i pack books with me i always want to show my stuff but i've been a member of the book fair for about five years and um it's well received because th these 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 caribbean nations a lot of their work is adult stuff is love poetry is romantic novels so i'm bringing stuff for the kids so they always feature me. I go to the schools in St. Martin. I teach those kids the same way I teach my kids. They be looking at me like, yo, where he come from? Like, what is he talking about? But I, I be serious. But um, one thing I learned about the Caribbean is that they don't encourage entrepreneurship for their youth. So for them, they want you to get a good education, go to a university. You might come abroad to U.S. or Canada, get a good job and you come back and be a government worker. Wow. So a lot of my workshops entre encourage entrepreneurship. So it was like a culture shock to them. They never knew they could have their own business. So every wow. country has their own, you know, bureaucracy. Like we don't, you know, and they appreciate it so much though. So going from St. Martin Book Fair for four days and these kids crying for you not to leave, and then you come back to Brooklyn and your students like, damn, you came back. <laughs> <laughs> you like, yo, I just had kids circle around me, hugging me, no one me to leave. <laughs> it shows you that our kids, the US, we, 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 we are very spoiled, man. I've been mm. in schools out there with no electricity and I conducted my workshop. They had no lights, nothing. Wow. If, if that now, happened up here, school would be closed, I'm pretty sure, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Definitely. No doubt. Now, everybody on the screen, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody on the screen has a favorite teacher. Everybody mm -hmm. on the screen, I'm sure, has somebody that they can remember their name and who inspired them. I'm sure I would assume you have that person. And who was it and, and how did that happen? Oh, man. It's, it's, it's a weird story because it was my high school coach, actually, um, Bill Abram, when I went to LaSalle. I played with Sham Guard. I played with Ron Artest. We was all sitting all, all American, number three in the country. But he was also our law teacher. So he taught me about the, um, with the um, Plessy versus Ferguson, um, the Darrow Court. What was the Darrow Charles Darrow Court? It was the, it was one, um, what was one um, Supreme Court judge that had all of those cases? He had Miranda versus Arizona, um, the Darrow Court, Charles Darrow. I think so. Right. 
So, so he just had, he was like a dope teacher. He was our coach, but he was a dope teacher. And he was teaching about things that I, that, like he taught us the Miranda rights. Plessy versus Ferguson, I'm separate but equal. Um, just the Rosenbergs. Like that was just like one of the best classes I had because it opened my, my eyes to the world. Like it prepared me for to get into the world. So that was one of my most memorable teachers. And that was my coach. And, then, and, and, and is that when you knew that you were going to take this path? Was that it? Or did it come later? Never knew. You know, everybody mm. thought they was going to the NBA. Yes, Durga Marshall. That was, that was a part of that. Durga Marshall was a part of that. For sure. Juan, Juan, the, Juan was the attorney. So I know that was right. Okay, I, was, so I, was, I was waiting for Juan to say something. I was, Juan, I was waiting for you to say something. Yeah, that was all a part of that era. That was a dope era, like that. That, that the Rosenbergs and um, Miranda Rice. It was so many cases at that time that that still affect us to this day. So, but, you know, but I didn't know. You never know what you're gonna be. Like I teach the kids about fundamentals, um, just playing ball. And if y'all from Queens, y'all know Aim High, Kenny Smith, Vince Smith. Yeah, I'm from Left Rack, so that was my coach. Mm -hmm. I, I played for Aim High. Mm -hmm. So just, they, just to be clear, I'm from Brooklyn, but I know what you're talking about. You know, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sick of y'all Brooklyn dudes, but okay. Uh, <laughs> they always doing something. They always, always. 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's go back to the show. Was to always have your fundamentals. Because you don't know how tall you're going to be. So like Lamar Odom was 6'1 when I met him. And then by 10th grade, he was 6'9. Mm -hmm. So he had his fundamentals though. You, he was a guard, but he grew eight inches. You never know. So I take that philosophy into life. You teach kids how to do everything. So I didn't know I would be an author, but I knew how to write. Right. If you learn all your skills, you could do everything. You could take that exactly. into life. If you don't make it to the NBA or NFL, you could get a good professional job because you could do everything. That's a fact. So now, right now, we're losing teachers, right? We're losing teachers. Some people are getting fed up with the profession. I believe there are certain vocations that are just a calling. I believe you should not be up in front of children unless you're called to do it. I just think there has to be some higher purpose. It, I, that is the one place I don't think you could just to say, I'm going to go in there just because it's a career move. I think you should have a passion for educating. And right now, it, it seems like uh, the profession is having a hard time recruiting for you know a myriad of reasons. What are your thoughts on on young potential teachers or prospective teachers? What do you think you need to do or, or they need to do to try to entice those to come and, and join the ranks with you all? I think it's so much of a challenge now because they're hiring people based on their degrees. So they're sending young kids in there to teach kids that's not too much younger than them. So they getting behaviors. These kids are not respecting you if you straight out of college. And these people is like, yo, I don't got time for this. Mm -hmm. I'm out of here. So I don't know if you could do like a, a prerequisite program before you put them in front of these kids. Or well, when they're in school, they got to go like... It's not like they're they, doing they, they yeah, not doing like a. They're not doing. This. They got to do internships while they in college. I think. While shout out to Roly. Shout out to Roly. Yeah, but that's, that's I, yeah. Uh, but speaking on that, that issue, a lot of a lot of uh, transferable skills. Right. That's important. If you have skills that can transfer over. Right. But one of the things that's happening, the school system is not set up 
for them to actually educate young people to be successful, they're educating them to potentially become members of the working class of society at best. So if you're not teaching them how to become critical thinkers and things like that, and that's never been the goal of the education system. This is coming from somebody who's been a part of the education system most of my life, like 30 years probably, if you consider it and chop it up in some way, shape or form. And and it's a serious issue that um, I don't think can be addressed within specifically these schools and these programs because at the end of the day like you said uh it's about money and 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 that fluff because they're trying to bring attention and fame or some type of notoriety so these people who are just really flying through like a lot of those schools right they have those teachers who come from like nebraska and areas and they do three years and then they're teaching in some program you know what i mean somewhere or or they're like assistant associate professor after three years teaching at nyu or something like that and they're not there to actually benefit the community. They're just passing through to say, oh, I taught in Brownsville. I was in the hood, so I must be good now. It's like, no, that don't mean anything. You you could have been in there failing, but if you have the complexion for the protection, that's all you need. You just have something that looks like you did something of value. Yeah, they they, they, used to have white teachers come through like play boys and girls. You do this for a couple of years, you go Midwest, you write, a, you write a check. Now they write you a check because you don't yep. you have this skill set working with these urban kids. But I don't want to hold up because we had, I know we, we're going past the time on man. I want to keep up late. You know, he's getting old. He almost catching I'm up to old. me. <laughs> he almost <laughs> catching up to us now. But you know, nah, but. this is dope, though. I appreciate y'all, brother. Tell Derek I'm not st- invading all his territory. <laughs> oh, Damien. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just visiting. Yo, Hopefully, yo, but, y'all, y'all have me. Hopefully y'all will have me back though. I would love to finish. Yeah, now we have you back, and then I gotta tell people me and him, me and McBride, and did a deal. We're gonna write a children's book together, and this is gonna be loosely based about uh, a child with autism growing up in an urban city. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my child. So shout look look out for our books uh, soon coming. This guy's teaching me how to write again. I ain't writing years, man. Nah, dope, dope. That's dope. <laughs> and I'm a writer too. I'm a published author. You know, hit me up if you ever need a speaker, somebody to talk about this stuff. I'm in the school system as well. Just that's, that's very trying true. to work with youth. Teaching no, them sure. same type of entrepreneurship. Yeah, let's connect, man. I, I definitely will support. I got, I, got I got after school programs. I got summer programs. We in multiple. Mm-hmm. Do you tell you? So we can mm-hmm. collaborate on some things. Where can That's, how me, yep. That's yep. how me and D met. That's how me and D met. Yeah. Where can we find your books at, man? We can tell the people about your website, whatever, Amazon. What is it? Talk oh, yeah, you. for sure. Um, Instagram is McBride's underscore stories. Facebook, McBride stories. Um, Amazon just Hedrick McBride. All the books is there. We got 105 books. We having a book signing this Sunday. Um, for y'all in Queens, I know y'all probably know Superstar Jay. I published his book. We having a book signing for him at Vibes Restaurant this Sunday. Brunch and book signing from 12 to 4. Um, Vibes know, on we, Liberty, Liberty and Van Wick. Liberty and Van Wick. Yes, there it is. There you go, right there. McBride Bookstore. Story. Story. McBride story. I, I need to read now. I need to go to read. We gotta get you back reading you know, before you let write. Me read this book. Let, me pick, let, me pick, let me pick up a goddamn book right now and read this shit. Like, uh, Michael, yeah. what old McDonald had? <laughs> 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 now McBride, man, thanks for coming out. Oh, what you got? Oh, oh, dope. Talking about, I'm talking Shout about out. Thank you, Kelly. Shout out to Kelly. Good, you know, good person I, I met out here in Georgia. She's dope. Like, I'm glad that she's out here supporting. Um, oh, so so March 11th, I'm gonna be in, in Atlanta. I'm having a book sign in Atlanta. I'm, I'm 25 minutes there. away, yo. I promise you, yes. we can exchange, just reach out. I'll be there. Yeah, sure. I'll give everybody, I'll give you the information. Yeah, because Yandy yeah, has yeah, a restaurant out there. Yandy is one of my partners. 
I published her book, Yandy Smith. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a book signing at her restaurant, March 11th. Nah, dope. Oh, Sean Coggins, what's up, man? But yeah, man, uh, this has been wonderful. I, I'm glad you're out here doing great things for these youth and the people. Um, that's amazing, man. So March nah, 11th. Brooklyn. Tell me, tell me, we love Brooklyn, man. We love exactly. Brooklyn. That's my brother right there. Shout out just, to my brother. Y'all just show out too much. Man. Yeah, Cold y'all still always want, doing something. They what do you want us to do? What, what else? What else is there to do? Y'all don't show out in Queens. Let, let be honest. Let us be honest. You, let us find out you from Brooklyn. You don't gotta always say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we just gotta be clear. Him. We can tell. We just gotta be him. clear. We just gotta be clear because y'all said a lot of queen stuff in in succession. Y'all just piled on queens, queens, queens. Oh yeah, about this Jamaica Ave happy block. I was like, oh my god, this is overloaded. Professor, I'm I'm gonna end it on this though. <laughs> we love all our brothers. Get us five, D. Get us five. Queens, Queens, dudes, run you. Like before you leave, all guests gotta do their top five rappers of all time and go real quick in no particular order. Don't you don't gotta you don't gotta say Queens rappers because you're from Queens. Okay, you can be okay. honest with us. It's okay. I, I, I got uh I got I got Biggie Jay-Z, I got Brooklyn, uh Brooklyn, Jada and Styles. Cause I love the locks. That's my favorite group. And I got oh, a book yeah. coming, yeah, we'll coming up too. Watch out for that. Health and wellness. What style? That's right. Life. That's right. That's right. And then fifth, whew, I said Biggie, Jay Z. That's five. That's five. You said you said styles. Sheik is good, but I ain't gonna put Sheik up there with them. I can do that. I'll leave it at the locks. I'll leave it at the locks. All right, that's what's okay. I'll do that's that one. Favorite. All right, man. That's my favorite. That's a good five. That's a good that's five. That's a good five. Strong five. McBride, yeah, thank very you for coming on. Yo, peace, bro. Love you, brother. Peace, peace, peace. Right. Love you, bro. I'll see y'all again. Peace. All right, peace, there. Bro. Watch out for them Brooklyn cats. <laughs> Yo. His favorite rappers is from Brooklyn. So what you mean? He but that's, you know, Biggie, Biggie, if Biggie didn't come along, we probably wouldn't even know Brooklyn exists, man. Oh, shit. On that note, we'll go to, let's go to commercial. Jamie, take us to commercial. Whoa. We'll be back yeah. after this. Whoa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Wow. Jamie, take us to commercial, Jamie. Jamie. That's wow. wow. Hi, I'm Dawn Kelly. And I'm the founder and CEO of The Nourish Spot, a healthy food and beverage haven in Southeast Jamaica, Queens. Chosen in 2019 as Micro Business of the Year by the U.S. Small Business Administration. My adult children, Jade and Owen Duncan and I, established The Nourish Spot to provide affordable access to healthy produce to help our neighbors combat chronic diseases, to provide jobs for a diverse community youth. And it's no secret that small businesses play a critical role in the local economy. It's also proven that community is vital to the growth of small businesses. So come, let us nourish you at the Nourish Spot. We're open Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 6, and Saturday, 10 to 6 p.m. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? If you like what you've seen from the four brothers here, give us a thumbs up. Like and subscribe to the channel so you can stay notified when we go live and post new content. Thank you for the support. All right, all right. Man, my man, Hendrick McBride. Jamie, can you go back to some of the comments real quick before we get to this? 
said what we talk about, man. I was gonna oh. see. I know we missed some things. Go ahead. What you gonna say, Ryan? No, nah, that's the fastest goddamn bathroom break I ever saw. Facts. I, I thought the same thing, bro. I was going almost, to grab. I almost peed myself. <laughs> Yo, Jamie, what's up with that? Yo, I swear, <laughs> I was about to give me a snack, and I said, "Hold up, it's about to wrap up." Yeah, I had to uh, race no, back. No. I was like, I had pee still squirting out. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a joke that would give me a scroll. I'm gonna leave it alone, though. <laughs> oh. He coming out of jail soon. That's what I heard. But anyway, um, oh, y'all oh, just running, y'all running past that whole that whole Brooklyn comment. Not coming out so soon, y'all not gonna say, y'all not gonna say nothing about Big Daddy Kane. You're not gonna get him with Big Daddy Kane. Well, he hit a nerve. Demar- he said he wanted to kind of get comments in first, but Rodney hit a nerve. We're gonna get to the comments. Right? You right, you right. Yeah, no, Rodney hit a nerve. I went, I went for the, I went, I went, long. Like? I went long. I'm just, I'm, all right. Come on, if we start naming people from Queens, we're gonna have a bigger list. Stop it. Oh shit! Stop it! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to comments. Jamie, we want to have a bigger list. Jamie, let me ask you guys this question. He said, "If you have someone came, someone came over to you and visit and stay overnight, but with them they brought a sandwich and some personal snacks and nothing else for you, is that okay?" Hell no. Yeah. That's that's rude. Well, it depends. No depends. Depends is an undergarment. There's there's no depends. <laughs> Freaking who's coming over? It doesn't matter, it's rude. Okay, Damien. It was uh, to give you some context, it was somebody from the corner social, and when oh, Sam invited her there, yeah, she's never mind, it's a long story. It's a long story. Um but <laughs> I think I mean, it would be I think <laughs> I know I'm gonna get by myself. That's what I know it's about myself. I know it's about myself. You see, I got my water. I was like, I ain't getting by see? myself. God told you to say that. See that? <laughs> God <laughs> did. Yo, um, shout out to my girl Dina's been missing. Dina said in the so comments, they, they, I like little, little Luther. That's fucked up. Oh my lord. Uh, <laughs> see that that it's important to know. What if that person has an allergy? They have a certain type of diet. They, that might. And, you know, if we throw all that stuff out the way, I might be okay with that. I ain't got to cook for you. I ain't got to. Right. I ain't got to be a good host. And it depends on what they coming for. If they just there for the, you know, the yeah, overnight. I don't think. I don't think you bring stuff it's to the house. Yo, yo, yo cats is really reaching. Bad cook. Oh, this is good. I ain't know it's gonna get this good. Yo, right. If they is, only Ashley Thomas, if they only eat certain food, what if they I'm, got I'm, you know gluten allergy? I don't ever remember. <laughs> Any of my friends or or family that has not called me and say, listen, I'm stopping at this place or whatever. Does anybody in the house want anything? And then you bring food for everybody or everybody says, no, we don't want nothing. And if they bring their food then because they offer it, then that's fine. Or if you have a person that says, hey, I'm a vegetarian. I know y'all be in there only eating pork or whatever. I'm coming over to spend the night and I bring my food. Then I think that's fine, too. But just to show up and you got a sandwich and some food and you sit down and start eating it. Nah, when you walk away from the table, I'm gonna take a bite off that shit. Yeah, and then, who travel with a sandwich? Who eat bring exactly. a sandwich with a bite? Who are these people? These people no. shouldn't even be coming to my house. I'm just gonna throw a hypothetical. What if it's Lala Anthony? She's like, I, I just need it. I just want to come see you, but I got, you know, I got my my blimpy. <laughs> You know, I, I let my wife deal with that then. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna change subject. We're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna pull me over that shit. Don't yeah, come, I don't with that, that one. That's that yeah, Brooklyn shit. That's that Brooklyn oh. shit. <laughs> Shout out to Lisa Pryor. Absolutely okay. If not, then don't answer the phone. Oh God, you just put people on. <laughs> you just hanging up, send to voicemail. You just banging on them early. 
I'll order. order pizza. Same rule at the cookout. You don't eat everyone's potato salad. That's a good question. What if you? All right, let's put let's let's flip the question. What if you're going to somebody else's house? You know they can't cook. You know they put the raisins in then everything. Then don't you just go. You just gonna starve for the night. You eat. You eat, <laughs> eat before you go. Oh, okay, okay. Eat before you go. That's reasonable. All right, no, I got one for you. You guys, it happened to me one time. All right, so let's say let's say you go somewhere, and you get a plate, take one bite, and you know this is a wrap because it happened to me before. <laughs> The food tastes like death on a stick <laughs> without the stick, okay? And I'm sitting there like, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I have a lot of this stuff. And I'm telling you, I would rather have poison. It was the, it was the worst thing ever. And I'm, I'm mid-bite, and I'm like, I'm about to hurl. What do you do in that situation? I tried to play like, like I tripped. Oh my lord! They be like, yeah, they're doing charades. Like <laughs> yeah, they're doing charades, <laughs> flipping the plate. Uh, you know what I did? Right. I threw it out. I, I can't eat stuff. I don't. Yo, I, 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 yo, had to, like I me, just have to be honest. I'm eating the car before I enter the party. That's right. I go get a little snack. Okay. I'm not going to starve. You know what I say? I mean, LeBron. Damn. Dina, <laughs> facts, Rod. I'm gonna heat up leftovers from the last three days. Okay. Yeah. See, the thing is, too, right? Like. I've been around the block a little while. I've been to cookouts. Happy been block? Party. No, I've never oh. been to happy block. There's no room. <laughs> the thing is that, first of all, you can't get on the happy block. They have police barricades on each corner. Leave my block alone, man. It can look like a block party's going on every fucking day. So you can't even get on the block without, like, they got security at each end. And if you don't have an invite, you cannot get on the happy block. And in that alone. section, in that section, it don't rain. The sun come out all the time. <laughs> That's what they used to say all the time. Yeah, I know. That's I know. That's no, but the thing is, yeah. this this strategy, a lot of this stuff, right? First of all, if you know somebody can't cook and you had experience and you know their cooking is not that good, then don't eat. You eat before you got there. Say, yo, I just ate. You know, I don't, I'm good. Now, the thing is, if you go to somebody's cookout or party and they, if you're self-serving, I would advise you if you never tasted the food not to put too much on that plate. And another thing too, if somebody's making the plate and you start to see they're very heavy-handed, you have to say, "No, no, no, I'm I'm trying to cut back on on um eating. Don't put don't give me too much cuz you can always go back for seconds. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? The shit is good. So do not set yourself up by fall by taking on a big plate. That's what you do. I got a comment on that. I'm going to read the comment real quick. I know someone who would only come with a 20-ounce soda when they were invited to a family dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's grimy. But you have yeah. a great point. So I, I'm, I'm wondering, Rodney, have you done this? You've been around the block. like just You've been to a few different parties, a few different they can't I, cook. Except moments. for the ones in Brooklyn. Go ahead, though. <laughs> Dina, Dina says, nah, Kelvin, church finger, you got to use the bathroom and run your ass to the corner store before second service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's All right. Uh, that's yeah. hilarious. But yeah, but I don't know, man. Uh, we going in there. So I, I'll say this. I've been over people's house where, you know, I see them cooking, and when they be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just let it, you know, boil for a little while, I might tap the seasoning a little bit more, and, you know, like you like you burping a baby to just kind of help out on the low. Um, so I've done that. Have y'all ever done that? Have y'all snuck in and been like, you know, I'm going to put a little bit extra seasoned salt, some adobo? I wouldn't go in somebody's kitchen. 
Do you ask if they wash the meat? Like, how you wash your meat? I ask it oh, as a question just to learn. You know, I'm learning. Wow. How you, you wash your meat? You got to say pause. You say, how you wash your meat? Pause. Pause, but... <laughs> <laughs> if you got to ask somebody how you wash the meat, you shouldn't be in there. No, so I just said, if it's the first time scroll. You got to scroll. That's a legit question. Look, if you go there and... You know, you said it tastes like death. They probably ain't used no vinegar, no lime, no lemon, no nothing. They just probably took it out the package and, with the little black thing and cooked it with it. that on top. You and by the way, it. I want y'all to know, statistically, that scroll is charged to Derek. Sorry. That's how it goes. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no, so that means I can go crazy. That means I can run it up. No, you can't do that. Can I run up the score? No, we can't do that. We can't do that. No? The person that come in for you your stats is going with them. I, I support that. I support well, this comment. I think the person in the then. chat, if you support Good what point. Kelvin just said, put something in the chat. Say you support <laughs> Kelvin because I think it should be more like a uh, democracy, right? We was just talking about stuff earlier. I think he makes a lot of sense. And look then I'm going to run it up. Look at that light skin support from Rocky. Look, look Still ain't going to allow it. My man Sean ain't going to bring some Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> and two to six pack of Guinness. And Guinness. Yeah. Oh my, that's Sean, that's the nastiest beer ever, bro. I don't care. Yo. That's the nastiest beer known to man. It's Guinness. Oh, my God. Dina going off of me. Now, when they say the family prayer, you move the bulk of the food to Pookie. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Sai, he's already high. He won't know and keep the drinks in front of you. Hello, I'm Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, my God. God Dina man. is going Dina's crazy. Hilarious. So, oh, Dina, you have a lot of experience with this, too. Dina know all the tactics. She might have to write a book on that. How to avoid eating the potato salad with the raisins. raisins. What, what, what as soon as you see the raisins, it's a wrap. You know. <laughs> if somebody else making your food, they might pile it on the wrong way. All right. Juan said, make recommendations for seasoning equals yes. Sneaking seasoning in the food? Absolutely not. Really? Oh, Juan. Yeah, I, I don't think you should know. come into somebody's house. And they invite you over for dinner or whatever. Soggy fries have. is the worst. You, you shouldn't. Soggy fries. Yeah, you shouldn't tell people how to cook and how to season their food. Don't eat there if you don't. If you're not feeling the way they're moving. I, I respect that, and I, I guess being a Brooklyn dude, we don't care. I know. Like, we we don't have the experience enjoyable for everybody. What happened? Why we all gotta suffer? What about us all being happy? We I'm about uplifting the community, spread love. This is a Brooklyn way. Queens, they don't care. See, look what Biggie did. Biggie put you on the mat with that. Yo, the other thing is too. Wait, hold on, Kevin. Let me finish this. See, D had the happy block in Queens, <laughs> but in Brooklyn they had the happy alley. That's what they had. <laughs> Yo, Biggie moved to Queens. Condos of Queens, Indo yeah. week. Indo for weeks. He was just rapping. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> let me go talk. Let me go on a rapper topic. I'm gonna bring up some people's favorite rappers. Did Kanye West outsmart the system? Jamie, can you please show the video? I know that this will never happen again in history. There will never be a situation where people end a multi-billion dollar deal off of a tweet. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I would like to thank everyone that was involved with this negotiation. Thank God no one was hurt in the process. And I feel free. <laughs> I'm done with talking about it. Anybody? 
Yo. <laughs> so this is like com- communication chicken, waiting to see who, who talked first. Yeah. Sorry, I apologize. No, yeah, right, we, you got it. We, no, I mean, I, I guess, I guess everybody feels the same way. I do feel the same way as everybody else. I'm tired of talking about Kanye or Yeezy. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or Jay, I mean, or Sway or whatever his name is. It doesn't matter to me. But he wants to be. You know, I'm, I'm not following him like that. So maybe you guys can help me understand. Because yeah. he's saying that he wanted to get out of a deal, and this is the way he did it. But this is the way. And he got out of a multi-billion dollar deal because he did a tweet. He did more than a tweet. He said a lot of whole bunch of other shit too. So then no one else is gonna touch him. So like I don't I don't, I don't get the connection that he's making. I don't get it. I really don't. That's he gonna do it himself because I don't know too many people who say, you know what? I was worth two point two billion dollars. Now we're forty million, and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did it. Make it make sense to me. <laughs> I don't this think is, anybody could, but Kanye. And after he's finished speaking, it ain't gonna make sense either way. So no, it's not. <laughs> okay, what else? I, I, what else, Jamie got for us? <laughs> oh shit, Kelvin, oh, put Kelvin, you got on something, something. Christmas album. Oh my God, I see you in the booth, my brother. So, they coming at you, Kelvin. I feel like you gotta defend yourself right now. They coming at you, Damien. What what we call this on the show is sex symbol shaming. That's, oh, that's, what this is. that's what that's what this is about. That's all this is about. But let me say this. Um, everybody in the show knows that there are several people that get on my nerves and Kanye is one of them. And so um, the thing that bothers me is this victim role. That's the thing that bothers me. So, you know, these people who you sign these multi-billion dollar deals with, they're bad now because you knew nothing about their business practices before that. Whenever it doesn't work out, you know what it is? God said it, and that's the problem. That, that that's just the, mm-hmm. that's the that's the that's the problem. And so he gets on nerves. He the man seems very unstable. And the other thing is this: you keep messing with that community. I said, stop messing with. It, you're gonna learn, and he's gonna learn because he thinks it's over. This is just mm. the beginning. This is just the beginning. You see, they're already right. talking about his taxes. He owing oh yeah, so they're, they're not gonna let him off the mat. He's gonna learn. Yeah. Oh oh, yeah. you gonna learn. You're gonna learn. <laughs> They're gonna you know, yeah. they gonna have Kanye living in a tent somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Serious in that's a right. forest. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He's right. gonna be so broke. Mm-hmm. Man, it's too many com- I can't read that fast, Sam. I need yeah. to- I got I gotta get these books. I keep trying to tell you. Oh this my god. god. That's a good one, Dana. Dina. That's a good one. Dina. Dina. Oh Dina. my god. I'm, Mr. Your brother. I'm, your, I'm your brother. I'm How your brother. How about Mr. At symbol? Oh, <laughs> oh, you need to get an at sign. You gotta get an at. We're gonna get <laughs> oh my god. You're not gonna do it. Just be, just make your at sex symbol at sex symbol. They, you know, they see pictures of you on the show. They, they slit. You might have to hire a assistant to do that. I know. Dina, I thought we was tight. I thought we was tight. <laughs> now, but Kanye West, it, just like uh, he, he told people get mad. He's still mad at Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete Davidson was knocking it down with ten inches, so that's why he's mad. <clears throat> just saying. Anyhow, next question. Um, as Jamal Bryant. Is interested in starting a cannabis business at the church. Praise Jesus. Go ahead, Jamie. Please. I'm Woo. looking for people that smell like weeds. <laughs> no, no, no. Really, is <laughs> New Birth is the largest land-owning black church in America. And so my position to my deacons is, why aren't we not raising cannabis? I'll be able to bring in black males. They're able to do it legally. Mm. I'm teaching them farming. Oh my God. I'm helping them to enhance the ecosystem. Uh, th- th- this is the kind of conversation. So if the guy, black boy in Bankhead said, they grow weed at the church. 
Where do I join? Yes. I don't need no pamphlet for him. You say you want to get the boys did, to the church. Did God Go speak to him and told him that too? A burning bush. A okay. burning oh bush. God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll say that. that burning bush, Lord. <laughs> burning bush, baby. Let me, let me say this. I um, Dina uh, said, "Go ahead, Kelvin. You got this one, brother." So yeah, yeah, this she waited. Okay. All right. So let me say this to be to be objective. Oh, to be fair, I'm not objective. I'm not a. I I can't stand weed. Everybody pretty much knows that. So I'm not really objective about it. I'll say this as far as it relates to the church. The church doesn't do things because it's legal. The church is supposed to be countercultural. So the way to bring people in, the way to evangelize is not to just try to figure something out that is used on a secular level just to try to bring. You could say, well, you know what? Pornography is legal. So I can just get, teach, you know, young ladies, I get involved. It doesn't, it, I know that's, a, that's an extreme. What I'm saying is you don't do that just because you're able. There has to be, we, we don't recruit people to discipleship or ministry. Um, based on things that are just secular principles if you're just doing that just to bring men into the church if you if men are not coming to the church then you find the needs of those men if there's some type of economic thing that you could do you find ways to do that but you don't do that necessarily under the auspices of the ministry you can have land to say well i'm gonna teach people to, to bring you know grow weed and, and that'll bring men to church i don't think that's the way you do it as far as jamal bryan is concerned i didn't meet him years ago i have to admit i, I know this term is overused i'm not really a fan uh, nor does he need me to be, he shouldn't be a fan necessarily of anybody in ministry, but um, I've always differed on a lot of his views because I think he's always been a person that has tried, much like Kurt Franklin, to really kind of toe that line between secular and sacred. And uh, sometimes it needs to be blurred by virtue of what they need to accomplish sometimes. And that's just my opinion. And I hope that's not disrespectful to Pastor Bryant, but um, not really, really a big uh, fan of a lot of his views. Hey, Put your hands together. Kevin, Kevin, hold up. Is, is that the same one that just got caught cheating? Is that him? Not he didn't just get caught cheating. That didn't just happen. I'm just saying he was the one that was allegedly many right? years ago, early 2000s. Uh, what a, many years what a, ago, what a, what a, what one of the guys from the church, right? No, 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 That's no. no. One? Okay, oh, I'm that, saying, was, that was no. no, don't don't get it mixed up. It's not the same guy. Oh, not the same. Same they, guy. Look, they look alike. They look alike. Not the same. Mm -hmm. Not the same guy. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll say I'll say this. This is this is this is one of the biggest fears I would have in ministry. Whatever I've ever done wrong in my life, I don't want to bring any shame to the ministry. I don't want to bring any shame to the church. And I would never want any person to say they are not involved in ministry or they left the church because of my actions. I think that's a very serious thing. And I know that's not what this is about. But I'm saying if, if you are going to represent the, the lifestyle and you're going to say that you are in ministry, it is very, very dangerous because people will actually look at you and some people will fall because of the poor example uh, that we set. So we just want to be conscious of that. As far as this weed situation is concerned, I don't think uh, drawing men to the church is a reason to go and, and try to teach men how to farm. Now, there are economic principles. I don't know necessarily that the church should sparehead that. I think there's so many things that the church needs to be doing, needs to be doing better, needs to be doing better as far as communities, as far as families, men and women. I don't think that this is the, the forefront because I think you can teach these men how to do this and I don't think it changed their lives. I don't think it's transformative. It may help economically, but we're more interested in your spirit, in your soul, in your spiritual growth, in renewal. And I don't think this this necessarily represents that.
I think I, I agree 100% with what Michelle has down on the bottom. Um, I think Mr. Bryan is not a man of the Bible, like she's saying, and he, he doesn't operate under those principles that you described, um, Kelvin. I think Mr. Bryan works under opportunity and finance. That's the way I see it. You know, I don't know him personally, but just from the way he talks and the way he comes off, to me, that seems like a business plan more than a thing of, of trying to help young men come into the church and better them. That looks like a business plan to me. Right. So I just want to leave it like new, that. And New Birth is that big church. That, uh, what's the guy that used to die? Eddie Long, right? Eddie Long. Eddie Long. Mm-hmm. Okay, that explains it. But when you, even when you phrase it like, I spoke to my deacons, why aren't we... Like teach them how to grow weed. He well, was, the deacons, the deacons would probably be like, "Why would we be doing that?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, 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 I mean, like, the deacons, like when, but, did, when did we become part of our one of our ministry? Sean like, Coggins, he said, "Imagine asking the pastor to pass the blunt." <laughs> I'm waiting for Snoop to start a church. There's been some comments. We got to get to the comments later. But what we need discipleship, not weed. I mean, weed could create disciples, though. Disciples of the blunt, the blunt preachers. Uh-uh, you know, you have a you Bible in one hand, a blunt in the other no, hand. No, no, you you bring them together. Yeah, br- brothers of the blunt. When you when you smoke, you know that people they got start thinking no, about these that. higher yeah, concepts. Yes. No. <laughs> First of all, my name is Derek. My name too. is Derek. D E R I K. I don't know who no. this Damien person is. No, brothers of the blunt. What's a puff? No, no. Oh, no, no. Mary Marijuana, you know, Virgin Mary Marijuana. You know, you know, so funny. Marijuana D. Ministries. What's up? What's up? You know, what's funny. D, D, you're a baseball guy. Yeah. And no matter somebody slumps or not, you know, they always used to say they're ultimately going to play to the back of their card, right? I don't care where the show goes, D, you ultimately going to get your, you going to get your scroll, nah, you going to get man. your average. I always had a problem with New Birth. New Birth is dope, but they always had, had the funniest dudes to run it. Eddie Long, we know what he did. Allegedly, this guy kind of the same kind of way. You want to bring all the guys to church? Yeah, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Mega mega ministry is is really big in the south, and it's a different animal. It it really is. I'll just say is you, you have to be very very careful. Allegedly, so, I said allegedly. Wait, wait. I said allegedly. <laughs> yeah, he want to bring all the boys. To the, he want to bring all the boys to the yard. I give, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Can you pause that? I, I, I got to. <laughs> I give you I'm an talking example. about cooking. You talk about bringing years boys ago. to the yard. Years, years ago. There you go. Oh, that's four D. Wow. I'm, I'm an ally. Years ago. Years ago. Oh man, you lost the ally thing already. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Years ago, when when Pastor Jamal Bryant um, pastored Empowerment Temple in Maryland, in Baltimore, he gave all the young people. They had a marketing plan with shirts that said "F you," and it was supposed to be a forgive you but it had an f u on it and he had all the young people wearing a shirt that said f u and it was supposed to be a conversation starter and it was supposed to stand for forgive you things like that those are the things that i just think go too far can we That's all get that shirt i would want can i get one of those i would love to I walk around with that shirt yeah. and say look, 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 that f stands for forgive Rolling loud will be changed to praising Lord. Look at that. These are these are billion dollar Amen. ideas. Amen. We're trying to bring the church back to prominence Amen. with our with our understanding. Glory, God isn't a gimmick, and I agree. 
Weed is not a gimmick either. It's going to get you high as hell. Yes. Oh, yes, Lord. shit. That's Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Separation. Hell down there. What? We uh, elevating people. I mean, he challenged you deep for the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, what? I thought I was being positive. That's not positive? No, no. That's that Brooklyn shit. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go to the next one. We'll go to the next one real quick. I realized that I was looking at the time. We went over. Um, the, when, when the side chick confronts the wife goes wrong. Jamie, please, I got oh, telling me about you're sleeping with my husband and you want me to get on him because he's cheating on you. That's why I said I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt that something got to be wrong with you. Uh, okay, well, I'm gonna ask you to leave because I want to stay in this space I'm in. Okay, because clearly this is a test for me. I know that this is a pop quiz, I'll call it. And that's exactly what's gonna happen. You getting ready to get popped all over your motherfucking head, right? I'm talking about. Baby girl, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead because I'm I'm losing. I, I'm I'm not gonna be able to, you know. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing. Another thing, Star. I do have a two-year-old daughter by your husband. So congratulations, you're a stepmom. Excuse me. You know I don't care nothing about that. You or the baby girl, I don't care. Okay. Okay. Take that. care, sweetheart. I'm 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 telling you now. You better think about your decision now. I gave you a pass. I gave you a pass. Them faces. Somebody about to get shot, and and <laughs> I, I hope she realized she got all the passes. That was God. God told her not to kill that woman right there. Mm. I will. I'm putting. I'm putting my name on that. See, I I don't like stuff like this. You know why? Because it's stuff like this that really messes up the game. We had a conversation at an, on another episode about side chicks, right? This is not a side chick. This is a home record. That's yeah. not a whole side chick. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good side thing. chicks would not never, do that. Never got, never came up. A side chick would have never came to your wife's house and said something like that. So Shout this is and it, now everybody on social media thinks this is what a side chick is and what she does. Mm. She's not a side chick. That's nah, nah, a home nah, record. That's a, that's a home record. Shout to Harry, hmm. man. My dude, Harry, solid dude, man. Yeah, great, 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 great guy. Juan, I saw that video. That was a comedy skit. Oh, hopefully it oh, was. Comedy. Okay. Hopefully okay. it was. Okay. God, I was about to say, God damn. I feel like some if we if we campaign long enough, we'll find somebody who that happened to, and they'll come out and speak <laughs> on it. Uh, somebody in my family, matter of fact. But I no, no, just so, just so, just really, <laughs> really, really, happy block? really close. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as as David would say, I'm gonna flip the question, reverse it. So, so where are we going as a people? Actually, that that is what <laughs> we going to weed in church. That's where we going. Uh, I and might bad, go back to bad church. Side chick. Bad side I don't chick. even smoke. I don't even smoke, but I try it. They, you know. Oh, man, baby. All right, I got another video for you, real quick. Another one for y'all, man. Um, our parents did the best they can. Jamie, can you play the clip for us, please? Oh my God, I'm nervous. Our parents really didn't have it figured out. Like they were just doing the best they can. And it's like when you realize that, that's when you start listening to people in the world. You know how you see an 18, 19 year old and they stop listening to mama said do this or your daddy said and they start really just doing their own thing. And we look at it as defiance. But that's that moment when it click in their mind that especially for urban people, my mama ain't got no bunch of generational wealth. She ain't got no bunch of money. If I needed a rack right now to do something or if I needed I wanted a car or to borrow 10,000, she ain't got it. So really. All the shit she was telling me was just her surviving day to day. I got to get out here in the world and figure this shit out. And then we realized like we wasn't taught stress management. 
We never had no conversations about how emotions will fuck your life up if you make decisions based. This is stuff that we wasn't taught. We taught how to cook, clean, match up your clothes, make sure your drawers clean. Don't leave out the house without brushing your teeth, shit like that. But nobody said like you could be going through a heartbreak in a relationship and be overwhelmed with emotion, but you still got to take your ass to work. And if you go to them people job acting crazy, they will fire your ass. You won't be able to pay your bills as your mama. I don't got no money to pay your bills. You will be homeless. You have to come back here. People will start judging you because you live at home like nobody's saying this shit nobody's saying like if you don't have credit you're gonna have to work your ass off to buy everything because people are gonna look at you like if you ain't got the money you ain't got nothing this just the real shit that's just not being taught everybody i think we on a wave right now like entrepreneurship and i think what people ain't telling us neither is like i was distracted. I, I saw that video uh before and um i actually shared it with some other people to get their thoughts on that um and I wrote about this in my book, this, this idea of like teenage defiance. And it's a whole separate conversation. I'm not going to get too deep into it. But based on the video, um, I do think we live in a world where people are trying to figure it out. Like the people before us and the people before them, they're, they're doing the best with what they have. So I think there does need to be, especially in the back, Black community, a level of grace and understanding for people older than us and respect for our elders and things like that. Um, and, and it's okay to say, Hey, I know you did the best with what you had and what you knew, and I'm going to try to take what you gave me or what you tried to give me and do more with it. But I don't know if that's actually either being said as well as with the other things that they're saying, but, um, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep in it. I want to hear your thoughts. I, I think, I think what happens is I think sometimes we do build in some convenient excuses. There are certain things that older people had that was a wisdom that could still be used today. It can be used. It's a system that can be used. You having a bunch of kids by somebody uneducated and ignorant is always going to be some problems. That's just the bottom line. I don't care what generation it is. It's always going to be some problems. That's one of our big problems. That is one of our things. We have kids by anybody. We will, we will sit there and, and repeat some of the same things. So if we don't know offense, we should at least know defense. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. We we don't play defense well. Yo, I was looking at what's showing the comments are funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was gonna say we ain't gonna talk about them titties, but go ahead. Let's go to the comments. Oh, oh so that's what we do. What's See, I'm trying to be no I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying to be serious. I was trying to make a real comment and then this is uh, what titties. I didn't see Y'all no let me know when we go with this. I, I, swear I, 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 talk about it. I thought it was the only fans page. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> what you oh, what you say with Dina say? That's aluminum foil with holes in it and black yarn to hold it together. Her mama mad because she wasted a good yarn on that Dollar General outfit. Fix it, Jesus. Oh, my God. Dina, Dina, if I ever said anything that you did not agree with wholeheartedly, I apologize. You are correct. I am wrong. I'm just letting that, that's a disclaimer. Can we scroll out at the bottom? Damien apologizes for any future comments that he says that Dina does not agree with wholeheartedly. Sean, sexy with the sweater wrapped around her waist. Remind me of school days crushing BK. Oh, some Brooklyn crushes. I respect that, Sean. Uh, All right. Uh, <clears throat> Dina, we get thank you, Dina. I, I appreciate you. You are a pillar of the community. I will never want to get on your bad side because there's no wins. What Juan say here? What Juan? I heard these excuses. From people justifying drug dealing, sorry, but life never came with an instruction manual. Suck it up, buttercup. I got shorty point, but goddamn, I wish you would have had something else on, but it's all right. 
I mean, <laughs> are we are we judging? Are we judging the messenger? No, no, the messenger was. She got, I, she, she, I mean, you did say she had say. some things worth presenting. Yeah. She sound better than Herschel Walker. <laughs> That's a point. Good point. You said about what was about Damien? So, no, Damien trying to rehabilitate himself from that barrage of scrolls in less than thirty. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. Damien doesn't get scrolls. Derek gets scrolls. We got to be clear on that, right? And okay, can I ask a general question in the right. chat? Can y'all answer this question too? Would you be staring in her eyes when she's speaking? Y'all already know a man. stripper with a come to Jesus moment. Hey, Nikisha, I'm gonna be honest with you. Amen. Whoever, whoever meets about this. The next meeting y'all have, the tattoo on the neck has to be discussed. Okay, <laughs> it just has to be discussed. I mean, I'm not saying stop. I'm just saying, but it has to come up on the agenda. All right, for the next generation. All right. So I, I saw an image of some woman who got a tattoo on her eye, and now she's going blind in that eye or something crazy like that. Wow. I, don't this don't is, quote me on it, but uh, I seen something like that. That's what it's, happens when you make bad decisions. I would say it is it, the tattoo on the neck, the eyelid. We don't. Yeah, it's getting. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this to to their point. I think that tattoo on the neck will promote entrepreneurship because you ain't getting hired by nobody else. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Harry said, "What did Harry say? Bring it back up." I I. I watched, I closed my eyes and was actively listening. See, that's a skill. We're building <laughs> skills right now. Active listening is a skill. It's a soft skill. They, If you want to get hired, you should be able to say, I'm a very active listener. Harry, teaching the like people. Like Rodney, Rodney, I didn't see that. Sean Cottons. Wait, uh, <laughs> the metallic top will blind me. Curious. And Juan, I'm legally blind, so the answer is no. Legally blind, <laughs> is it because he has a wedding ring? Because that is... A form of legal blindness. Oh, uh, Dina, Kelvin will lay hands and pray. Rod and D will be looking, and Dame will be outside. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. If y'all jump in and we out, we just, you know, we just gonna oh, stay safe. Man. I was ready to make it rain. I was ready to make it rain on this. So, Kelvin, when she say lay hands and pray. <laughs> I don't even want to keep going. I stopped myself because I'm like, look, I, I did enough. You trying to get me a scroll. I didn't even do that. <laughs> uh. On that note, man, Damien, we want to say thank you for coming along. This was a mad fun ride tonight. A lot of laughs, a lot, a lot of interesting comments tonight for all the people that checked in. Shout out to McBride Books, man. Shout out to my brothers Rod and Kelvin for rocking out, making our change real quick. And Damien, thanks again, man. We're going to have you on there again. Love yeah. you, brother. Thank y'all for having me. Check it out tonight. Sean. Y'all don't want my theory. Y'all don't want my y'all don't want my theory. My holiday party theory. You know, y'all have a lot of people who have the work wife and work husband. And y'all, you know, when them holiday parties come around, people like to drink and get friendly. Uh, but do you know that other part of marriage when they say to a death do you part? So if you have to kill your wife's work husband, that's how you separate them. Just saying, I'm not advocating violence, but if if this holiday season come around. And things get a little crazy, and you just got to do the to death do you part thing. You got to just take somebody out at the job. To Damien, sure we'll send you your scroll in the mail. We get too late <laughs> yeah. now. We'll, we'll mail well, you I'm, your scroll. Just talk, what, These are what, more, Bro just, more Brooklyn antics. More Brooklyn <laughs> antics. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to bring people together. I'm trying to keep the family tight. The work husbands and work wives. Ain't that the side chick? That's where the side chick began, right? With we don't know what wives. you're talking about, Damon. There's no work wives. We don't do oh, that here. Work it's husband a, thing? No. None of that. None of that. We don't do none, none of that. None of that. I respect right. it. I agree. Black men don't cheat. Yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks. Look, a lot of shout out. Show him a man. Love, word. Michelle, thanks for checking in. Juan, always. Akisha, uh, Masali, Kelly. Uh, who else? We had Dina, I think. Um, um, what's my name? Uh, Kelvin, your people. Um, Sophia. Marsha, Sophia. All the people. I'm trying to get through all the names. Thank Sophia. you. Shout out. Dina came back. Dina stayed up late tonight with us. Appreciate you coming back, boo. All right. We all want to say peace, peace, and peace.